With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As to suggest, using junk science statistics live. prevalent among climate change deniers that vegetarians contribute more to greenhouse gas emissions than meat eaters. I mean, talk about being Lolo. Nothing could be more absurd. There was this groundbreaking report in 2006 by the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization entitled Livestock's Long Shadow. And what was concluded was that 18% of annual global greenhouse gas emissions were caused by cattle, sheep, buffalo, pigs, and poultry. Then, more recent scientific studies have raised to a whopping 51% the percentage of greenhouse gases being emitted by livestock. So it's an amazing fact that livestock produce more greenhouse gases than all the cars, trucks, planes, trains, and ships in the world combined. And the U.S. Environmental Pollution Agency has also sounded the alarm bell over the production of methane by livestock. So the EPA stated that methane emissions resulting from the digestive systems of livestock, which is a process known as enteric fermentation represents a third of all the emissions from the agricultural sector in the United States. Adding to the problem of methane emissions is improper manure handling procedures on the part of big livestock. So in order to save money, Massive industrial farms and ranches expose manure storage areas to oxygen and moisture, which contributes to the methane levels in the atmosphere. So no one championing an environmentally sound livestock industry is calling for a ban on Big Macs or porterhouse steaks. However, there is a need for an overall reduction in the consumption of meat products by the United States and other economically advanced nations. Now that the consumers in China and India are able to afford meat products, the demand has skyrocketed, but so has the adverse effects on the environment with this increased demand for feed grain as well, that has also contributed to global climate change. 
<laughs> so reducing meat consumption must be part of an overall strategy for clean farming. Improved and environmentally sustainable feeding practices, animal husbandry techniques, a livestock waste to clean energy system, and livestock health management must all be part of a livestock management infrastructure that can support a healthy environment. Medical experts agree that reducing meat consumption also benefits one's health. However, whether a person opts to be a vegetarian or a carnivore, that's a personal choice. Proposals by government to impose meat and dairy taxes to offset environmental damage and public health problems takes on the aura of a nanny state interventionism. When it comes to the livestock industry and the environment, it's a far better strategy to stick to the basic problem of greenhouse gas emissions and sound solutions to that particular problem rather than add medical concerns to the debate and although big livestock scoffs at the notion of a link between their industry and climate change, consider the results of a study by the respected medical journal Lancet, which found that a reduction in meat consumption of just half a cup a day can significantly reduce methane and nitrous oxide emissions. We can all afford to make that easy sacrifice, and our environment will be better off for it. One thing that I found to be extremely interesting in, in relation to greenhouse gases and meat consumption, and I've talked about it so many times, it's ridiculous that the, the convoluted digestive tract of the humans uh, is uh, prone to adhere to uh, an herbivorous or plant-based diet because with the switchback road and everything clogging in there because it can't go around the corners, the body has to create acid to try to break down everything. And when the body becomes acidic, you basically have a very weak immune system and healing becomes very difficult. Now, just to give you an example, I play, I'm, I'm in a couple of softball leagues. One is 50 and older, one is 70 and older. And there's a guy that plays with us. He's not a bad ball player. He hits pretty well. He can't run anymore. But the interesting thing is, and it happened to both of us at one point in time, um, I was playing second base, and his ground ball was hit so hard that it took a hop and it hit my leg. And it was, this was in the, in the 50 and older league. Well, that left an incredible bruise on my leg. So what I did was I iced it and I, I put on some, um, you know, um, creams that are good for uh, muscle pain and stuff like that. 
and I rubbed some aloe vera on it, and I did what was natural, and it healed. No problem. You know, I had a bit of a bruise, but that happened on a Monday, and I was playing ball again on Friday with no problem. So now this guy I was talking about, a little overweight who can't run anymore, he was pitching, and he got hit in the leg with a hard-hit ball, okay? He got a bruise as well. The difference was because of him not on a plant-based diet and not having a strong immune system, I just found out yesterday that the guy is in the hospital because that bruise created infection in his body. Now, why would it create an infection in his body? Because his blood flow is inhibited. Why is his blood flow inhibited? Because his arteries are clogged up. That in itself reduces the effectiveness of an immune system. So now, if you want better health and you want to eliminate greenhouse gases, a plant-based diet is the solution. Although the livestock industry, the dairy industry, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the vaccine industry, they don't want you to do that because with them it's only about money. They could care less about you being healthy and about the planet being healthy. So the other thing I want to talk about is there's a bit of a scandal in the olive oil industry. And if you use olive oil, you need to know about it. Let me just preface this by saying that if you use olive oil, you never heat it up. You never cook with it because it has a very low tolerance to high heat and any high heat will make it go rancid. That's first and foremost. So if you're using olive oil, use it in your salad dressings. Don't heat it up. So anyway, it's always advisable to substitute healthy olive oil in place of the toxic refined oils that are typically available in the supermarket. But here's the problem. Not all olive oils are created equal. Only real olive oil will provide all the health-promoting benefits of olive oil. And trying to find real olive oil is like looking for a needle in a haystack. Granted that olive oil has been part of the human diet for more than 5,000 years, and millennia of human experiences as well, as modern research indicate that olive oil is beneficial to health and can be safely included in our diet. I mean, in fact, olive oil has been singled out as the key contributor to the health of the Greek centenarians. But to preserve the same health benefits that the Greeks received, Modern oil must be produced in a manner that does not damage the nutrients of the oil. Unfortunately, 
Most commercial olive oil is processed in a manner that damages its nutritional content. And this is only the beginning of the problems. Most of the olive oil on the market today does not duplicate what our ancestors were eating. And frequently, people are not getting what they think they're buying because almost all olive oil is processed and diluted in ways that result in the loss of nutrients which are essential to health. Olive oil is almost unique among the oils. It's unique in that it can be consumed in its crude form without refining. And not refining the oil has the benefit of conserving and protecting the vitamins, the essential fatty acids, the antioxidants, and the other nutrients. The powerful antioxidants in real extra virgin olive oil are beneficial to health and protect us from damage caused by free radical oxidation. Now, the cell membranes contain fatty acids that are highly susceptible susceptible to free radical damage. This damage produces lipid peroxides that can kill the cell. But real olive oil contains antioxidants like polyphenols, vitamin E, and other natural antioxidants that prevent this type of damage. But studies show that olive oil reduces cholesterol lowers blood pressure, inhibits platelet aggregation, and lowers the incidence of breast cancer. So because it's so rich in antioxidants, olive oil appears to dramatically reduce the oxidation of the bad cholesterol, preventing heart disease. So these same natural antioxidants also add to the stability, the shelf life, and the flavor of the oil. So historically, high-quality olive oil that's rich in antioxidants was easy to obtain, but not anymore. Because today, high-quality oil is almost unobtainable. What you've got to do is you've got to seek out the small family-owned farms where the oil is literally produced in ways similar to the Greeks and Romans. On these farms, the organic olives are picked by hand so as to not damage the skin or the pulp. Then they're transported in well-aerated containers and milled within 48 hours of harvesting. So before the milling, the leaves and the twigs are removed, the olives are washed and dried and then crushed, and the oil is separated from the olive paste without the use of heat, hot water, or solvents, and it's left unfiltered because filtering removes nutrients. So the first pressing re produces the best extra virgin oil. Producing olive oil the old way is more time-consuming and more expensive. The costs of harvesting by hand to protect the fruit from damage are astronomical, but necessary to making good oil. 
So the increasing demand for olive oil, olive oil has moved the production towards automation and mass production. And the modern factories extract more oil more cheaply, but their processing methods reduce the nutritional quality of the oil. So to reduce costs, olives are machine harvested along with the leaves and the twigs. Olives that have dropped on the ground are also mixed in with the good ones. Then they're shipped in all kinds of containers, most of which are poorly ventilated, and they're heaped in large piles. Then the olives are stored for too long and often become moldy. But then the oil is then extracted in this continuous centrifuge while hot water is used to help separate out the oil. So the antioxidants, polyphenols, are soluble in water and are washed away in the process, lowering the shelf life and the nutritional quality of the oil. Italy alone produces 800,000 cubic meters of wastewater per year from that process. Because substantial amounts of antioxidants are washed away, factory-produced olive oil has a short shelf life of only months, whereas real olive oil can last up to two to three years. So most people think that by purchasing extra virgin olive oil, they are guaranteed of getting the best quality. Oh, no, 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 no. Think again. Almost all the extra virgin olive oil on the market does not supply the nutritional value and healthful properties that we have a right to expect from olive oil. And a major criteria for grading olive oil is its level of acidity. Extra virgin olive oil should have a free oleic acid acidity of no more than 1%, whereas ordinary virgin olive oil can have an acidity up to over 3%. So lower quality oils can be diluted or refined to bring the acidity down so they can be labeled as extra virgin. But now the oil has been adulterated, and that's not what you want. The extra virgin label is no guarantee of quality because most of it has been processed in ways that reduce the nutritional value. And to complicate the matters more, the term extra virgin has no official meaning in the United States because the U.S. is not a member of the International Olive Oil Council. So the olive oil sold here can be labeled extra virgin without meeting the accepted international standards. Nowhere does it say that extra virgin olive oil has to be made 100% from olives. So the increasing demand for olive oil has outstripped the available supply. And very simply, more olive oil is sold than is produced. So the manufacturers will dilute the olive oil with other oils. And this could be the biggest fraud of the 20th century. 
and investigators have gathered evidence indicating that the biggest olive oil brands in Italy, Bertoli, Sasso, and Cereal, have for years been systematically diluting their extra virgin olive oil with cheap, highly refined hazelnut oil imported from Turkey. <laughs> so despite the fact of the details of the scandal have been published in the Swiss-German magazine and Italian journals and newspapers, the information has been very successfully suppressed and is only known to a handful of people. International arrest warrants have been issued and seized documents indicate that at least 10,000 tons of hazelnut oil is involved and as much as 20% refined hazelnut oil can be added to olive oil and still be undetectable to the consumer. In 1996, there was a study done by the Fraud and Drug Administration that found that 96% of the olive oils they tested, while being labeled 100% olive oil, had been diluted with other oils. Then a recent study in Italy found that only 40% of the olive oil brands labeled extra virgin actually met those standards. You got to know that Italy produces 400,000 tons of olive oil for domestic consumption. You understand? They produce 400,000 tons, but 750,000 tons are sold. So the difference between 400,000 tons produced and 750,000 tons sold is made up of highly refined nut and seed oils. And the less strict guidelines make the situation even worse in the United States. Because like in Italy, more oil is produced in California than there are olives available. And the difference, again, is made up with less expensive oils like corn, soy, and sunflower. Nothing like adding GMOs to olive oil. And the problem is the other oils have been refined as well. And the high temperatures of the refining process changes the molecular structure of the oils, making them rancid and toxic. This is scary. <laughs> and it's scary when you consider how extremely important oil is to human health. Our modern chronic disease problems are a result of, in a short period of time, fundamentally changing our diet. And one of the most fundamental changes has been the type and the amount of fats and oils that we consume. So the mass consumption of refined and hydrogenated oils has proved to be a disaster for human health. We know that hydrogenated oils have been implicated in both our cancer and our heart disease epidemics. And all the modern processed oils are toxic and injurious to human health. So to reverse the pandemic of chronic disease, we have to return to eating a more traditional diet and high quality olive oil can safely be included in that diet. It's not so much the case that olive oil should be added to the diet as it is that healthy olive oil 
should be used to replace the unhealthy processed oils now being consumed. So how does one ensure that they're eating the most healthful oil? Well, you got to find an extra virgin oil that is cold-pressed, unfiltered, and looks cloudy. Factory-produced olive oil looks clear. If it's clear, it's been filtered, which reduces the nutritional quality of the oil because real olive oil is not filtered and looks cloudy. So the oil should be packaged in dark glass bottles to protect it from the damaging effects of light. Yet real olive oil is still produced in small estate bottling settings, and the challenge is to find one that does it all right. And after selecting the oil, you gotta store it properly. Because when it's stored properly, the real extra virgin olive oil, like I said, can last up to two to three years. But because of processing, most of the extra virgin olive oil on the market has a shelf life of a few months. So a good rule of thumb is to purchase oil in small bottles and consume it within the year of purchase. This will also ensure you getting the right flavor. Store the oil away from heat and light because when you store it in a dark, a dark place, that's important because exposure to light causes reactions that destroy the oil thousands of times faster than just oxygen alone. And during storage, olive oil oxidizes and undergoes a slow, continuous, and irreversible deterioration until, until it becomes toxic and inedible. Because oxidized or rancid oils should never be consumed. So the bottom line is that modern factory-produced olive oil has been stripped of its health-enhancing nutrients. And the task of selecting a high-quality olive oil has been made very difficult. There's a company out there, and it's called Beyond Health. And this company has made the selection process a little easier by providing its own olive oil because they found a source that meets their strict standards. The oil is produced on a family farm in the Central Valley of California. Their olives are grown without pesticides. They're hand-picked from the trees. They're carefully washed and dried, and they're milled with a stone wheel within 12 hours of harvesting. The paste is then pressed in a hydraulic press and the oil is collected in stainless steel vats, decanted and bottled to their exact specification. And the first cold pressed oil is the genuine stuff and retains all the national flavor and goodness. So I did some, some other research and I found that there's a couple of brands out there and you might wanna take note one brand is called Bariani. Um, they also make an extra virgin olive oil that comes from California. Um, there are other brands out there. Um, there's uh, 
Let's see. I got it here somewhere. They make other Royals, but you you got to be really careful. Well, the the Barriani, from what I read, the Barriani, and and it's not cheap, you know. Will differ in flavor and taste every every year because of the process of extraction, but the same subtle characteristics will be prevalent that differentiate their oil from others. And it's, it's committed in producing an authentic extra virgin olive oil. And you can get them in the bottles. They're 16 or whatever ounces or 32 ounces or whatever. The problem is when you buy that, you're not looking at, you know, a, a couple of three bucks. You know what I mean? You're looking at a half a liter for about $15, and you're looking for a liter at about $27. If you don't do that, you don't do it, you know? But if you want to eat crap, then that's on you. That's, you know, I mean, for me personally, because of the the olive oil garbage that's going on, um, I, I basically switched over to... Uh, coconut oil, raw unrefined coconut oil. And it was some, some, uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to submit a recipe to, a uh, a person that prints stuff in the newspaper because I have a really good recipe for beanless, dairyless enchiladas. And when I told her to use coconut oil, because she's one can short of a six pack, she wrote back, and she said, no, can't use coconut oil because it's saturated fat. should use canola oil. <laughs> so I, I had to enlighten her, which I did last night, about uh, the difference between coconut oil and canola oil. When, in case you don't know, all canola oil, even if it's organic, is genetically modified. Because canola oil originally comes from rapeseed and rapeseed's purpose was to be used as an industrial solvent, you know, to clean equipment and protect it and give it, you know, different life, you know, (laughs) but then Canada decided, Hey, you know, we could take this and we could screw around with it a little bit and we can modify it here and do this and we can make an oil. We'll call it canola oil. Canola oil is just this Canadian oil. That's all it is, and it's garbage. And all these stores that say they're gonna, we're gonna not sell GMOs anymore. But you go to the oil section, they're loaded with organic canola oil. These people have their heads where the sun doesn't shine. Seriously, but coconut oil has so many benefits because it contains lauric acid, and lauric acid is very influential in supporting a healthy immune system. Plus. You can put coconut oil on your skin and it benefits the skin. I mean, it's like making, you know, when you make your own toothpaste, you make your own toothpaste with baking soda and coconut oil. (laughs) Because the coconut oil, I'll give you that recipe in a minute, because the coconut oil mixes with the baking soda 
and it creates enormous benefits because baking soda is sulfur-based. <laughs> Funny how all the stuff that works is sulfur-based, but even though it's sulfur-based, it doesn't take the precedence over the organic sulfur because that's the purest form. Baking soda, you know, it's got other stuff in it. So anyway, the way you make your toothpaste, you take four tablespoons of coconut oil and four tablespoons of baking soda, and you put them in a glass jar. Then you add some stevia to give it a little sweetness, and then you can add some rosemary oil or some frankincense or some myrrh to add other health-promoting benefits and to give it a nice fragrance. And then you just mix that up. And what happens is it forms a paste. Well, not a paste. It's kind of like mud, you know, but it's white. And you can use that as toothpaste. And it takes away bad breath. It cleans up your gums. And, I mean, it's amazing. Now, you want my recipe for uh, beanless, dairyless enchiladas? I can, I, I, it's easy, okay? It's simple. First of all, you get a block of organic tofu. If you're adverse to tofu, which is soy, but organic means it's non-GMO, you can go and get some tempeh, okay? That's the fermented tofu. It's beneficial, okay? That's number one. Then you get some veggies. Okay. Carrots, onions, bell pepper, zucchini, uh, red bell pepper, green bell pepper, Brussels sprouts, whatever, okay? Yeah, one of each. You have a little bit of honey. You have a little bit of uh, organic tamari. Uh, and you have your favorite spices. You can use turmeric. You can use curry. You can use basil. Whatever you like, whatever turns you on, Okay. So here's what, and, and you need some pasta. You can go out and buy your, your own pasta. So here's what you do. You take the pasta, you put it in a pan, and you heat it up. You also add a teaspoon or a tablespoon of honey to the pasta to offset the acidity of the tomatoes. Then you chop up the veggies, and you put them in a separate pot, and you add a little bit of water, and you heat them up, and you cook them until they're soft. Then you take the tofu or the tempeh, and you cut them up in little squares, and you put them in a frying pan, and you add some coconut oil, and you brown them. So now, so far, we've got two things going. Now you get uh, uh, what's best is a Pyrex cooking dish, baking dish, one that's about 12 inches long and 7 inches wide, and you go out and you buy some organic corn tortillas. So you, you're going to add your, after the veggies are done and after the pasta is done, turn off the light. So now you got your baking dish. So you take some pasta and you line, and you, you're also going to need nutritional yeast. So now you line the bottom of the Pyrex dish with some pasta. Not all of it, just enough to line it. Then, and you'll see why. Then you take the corn tortillas 
and you mix the veggies with the tofu. Now you got them all combined, and you take spoonfuls, and you put them in the corn tortilla, and you fold them over, and you put the fold, you know, where the two ends come together, down, and the pasta sauce will hold it so it doesn't flip up. And you line up the whole board, the whole baking dish, and then on the side where you have space, you can put a couple of more. So you'll have anywhere from eight to 10, possibly 12. Then what you do is you take the pasta and you put that over the top of the corn tortillas. Then you take the tofu and veggies that are left and you put that on the pasta on top. Then you take the nutritional yeast and you completely cover all the tortillas. In other words, the whole baking dish is now covered with nutritional yeast. Put it in the oven at 350 for about 15 or 20 minutes just so the tortillas can get soft. And I tell you, this stuff went broke the mouth for real, man. That it, you will love it. And it doesn't have a lot of fat in it because it's not loaded with cheese. And I tell you, you'll, you'll, you'll really love it. So anyway, so we're going through the world here and we have little kids that are growing up and basically they sit there and they watch TV all day. So what do we do? What we do is we put my phone on vibrate so I don't have to take it and you guys don't have to hear my phone ringing. But anyway, so research has shown that a good diet and adequate physical activity can significantly reduce the risk of obesity and chronic disease like heart disease high blood pressure, diabetes, and cancer. Yet many little kids today are not eating the fruits and vegetables or getting the physical activity. They need to be healthy now and in the future. Not only are the little kids not doing it, but the adults are even worse. Anyway, there's, um, there's a situation, there's tools out there that reinforces five simple health messages. Number one, be physical, be physically active every day. Number two, limit your TV time to no more than two hours a day. Number three, eat five or more servings of fruits and vegetables every day. Number four, Eat more whole grains and less added sugar. And five, eat foods that are low in saturated fat and contain no trans fats. So if you put those five things into practice, it will help little kids and big kids. It will improve their current well-being and decrease the risk for chronic conditions and diseases. Okay? So, 
be physically active every day. So if you can add moderate amounts of activity, that's beneficial for people of all ages. It doesn't have to be strenuous to be beneficial. 30 to 60 minutes of moderately intense activity, like walking, can generate general, genuine health benefits, like reducing body weight and lowering the risk of heart attack, hypertension, and early death. But the best way to improve cardiovascular fitness is with some kind of vigorous activity. So little kids, okay, the recommendation would be adolescents should go for 60 minutes or more of moderate to vigorous activity every day, and they should participate in at least three sessions or three attempts at this lasting 20 minutes or more every week. That's the guideline for minimal levels, okay? So the benefits of an active lifestyle will help to develop cardiovascular fitness, muscular strength, and confidence in physical ability. It'll help and maintain a healthy body weight and reduce body fat. It'll reduce stress, and it will brighten a person's mood, and it lowers the risk of diabetes, high blood pressure, colon cancer, which leads to an early death. So why should we limit our TV time to no more than two hours a day? Well, research has shown that television viewing affects both the physical activity and the diet of the youth and children and adults in very negative ways. Because television advertising leads to excess energy intake and consumption of food that is low in nutritional value like sodas and fast food. So television and other screen time leads to how many hours a day of inactivity and limiting your time for moderate and vigorous physical activity. And according to research, American children spend more time watching TV than they do to engage in any other activity except sleeping. In 2005, the average adolescent viewed approximately 21 hours a week, but that number jumped to 28 hours when you include the videos, the DVDs, and the pre-recorded shows. And this is nearly as much time as they spend in school. Then you add to this the computers, the video games, and the other media that might be in use simultaneously, and altogether, youth packs about eight and a half hours of media content into about six and a half hours of time every day. So media consumption to kids has become a full-time job. Activity is required for health. Studies suggested that Physically active people enjoy lower risk of developing cardiovascular disease, diabetes, colon cancer, osteoporosis, anxiety, and depression. And the sedentary habits increase the risk of death from those diseases. And TV viewing is one of the major causes of being overweight 
among the young people today. And it also has been associated with elevated cholesterol levels and poor cardiovascular fitness. Oh, TV is wonderful, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, you know, it's funny. I mean, I'm a nutcase, you know. I'll go into the Capitol sometimes if I have to go testify, and sometimes i got to go up to the fifth floor. And everybody's waiting in line with the, for the elevator, and I say, what the hell with this? So I just open the door and walk up the stairs. When I go shopping, I don't park next to the building, you know. I'll park somewhere, and I'll walk around the mall or the neighborhood. You know, I have to walk the neighborhood. My dog walks me twice a day. And I only watch my favorite TV shows, which only encompasses about 500. No, I'm only kidding. You know what I mean? So as far as eating five or more fruits and vegetables a day, they're good sources of potassium, fiber, vitamins C, A, and B. And, and they're low in fat. They reduce risks of cancer, and they provide the nutrients important for a healthy immune system to heal and have healthy skin and eyes, among other functions. So the five-day campaign recommends five or more servings combined of fruits and vegetables. For little kids, adolescents, eating a fruit or vegetable with every meal and snack is a good goal to aim for. As far as whole grains and less sugar, the sweetened, sugar-sweetened beverages, the sodas, the sport drinks, the fruit drinks, are the single largest source of added sugar in a youth's diet. And because they offer so many calories and so little nutritional value, it's best not to drink more than eight ounces of sugar-sweetened beverages a week. Better to choose water or, or, you know, I mean, just to juice or do something. Unless you want to walk around, you don't mind people going, fat, fat the water at, fat, fat the water at. So you got to eat foods that are low in saturated fat and don't have any trans fats. Because the type of fat that you eat is more important to your health than the total fat in your diet. Unsaturated fat comes from plants, and it includes mono and polysaturated forms. Unsaturated fat is liquid at room temperature, and the research showed a strong association between the healthy oils and the lower rates of heart disease and type 2 diabetes, which is a fat disease. So most of the fat you should consume should be unsaturated. So we go back to the vegetable cooking oils. Which would be the best? Obviously, coconut oil is the best because it benefits the immune system. If, like I said, you can find a really good, like bariani olive oil, if you don't mind spending that much money, never heat it up. And then you eat organic nuts, organic seeds, and organic, organic whole grains, and not refined whole grains. Whole grains, that's like brown rice, not white rice, quinoa, things like that. So saturated fat mostly comes from animal sources like meat and dairy, and it is solid at room temperature. 
So when you think of that, think of butter and lard. So eating too much saturated fat raises the blood cholesterol level and increases your risk for heart disease. So the nutritional experts recommend limiting saturated fat to no more than 10% of calories in the diet to reduce the risk of heart disease. That's some nutritionists. I have a master's degree in nutrition, and I say the only saturated fat you should go near is unrefined raw coconut oil. Now, trans fats, that's the worst of the worst because most of the trans fats in your diet comes from the vegetable oil that have been chemically modified through a process called hydrogenation, which does nothing more than improve the shelf life of the foods like the baked baked goods, the snack foods, and the fast foods. Think fried sandwiches and french fries, seriously. So a much smaller amount comes from naturally occurring trans fat in certain types of meat because trans fat is is more heart unhealthy than saturated fat because it raises the unhealthy cholesterol and it lowers the good cholesterol. It's crazy. So you got to avoid trans fat by consuming only foods listing no partially hydrogenated vegetable oils and ingredients. And then cook with liquid vegetable oil like coconut oil instead of stick margarine or shortening. And you got to be careful, man, when you eat out. You know, if you're going to do French fries, keep it to a minimum. Don't do it every day. That's the worst of the worst. And about, let me just finish this, and I'll give you another recipe. So should we eliminate fat from the diet? Well, fats and oils, which are called lipids, add flavor and aroma and texture to foods. And the lipids give you the feeling of fullness because they take longer to digest than carbohydrates and protein, and they remain in the stomach for a longer time. So dietary fat is essential for the absorption of fat-soluble vitamin A, D, E, and K, and it's a major source of energy. And essential fatty acids are needed for normal tissue function throughout the body and deficiency symptoms can develop if the fat is missing from the diet. But because saturated fat is contained in so many foods that provide useful nutrients, it's not practical to eliminate stuff altogether. Just, well, you know, how do you keep saturated fat to a healthy level? The only way you can keep saturated fat to a healthy level is by using coconut oil or or rarely use oils because that's going to hurt. It's like, you know, I, I make I make steamed vegetables basically every night for dinner. I don't fry them in oil. I I steam them. I put them in a colander, I put water under it, I boil the water, the vegetables get soft, everything is good. Then I add a little bit of salsa, I add a little bit of um, uh, hummus, and then I add my turmeric, my curry, my garlic powder, my onion powder, and I'm good to go. A little bit of 
a balsamic vinegar, and I'm, I'm good to go. It's not rocket science. If I have to fry something, it's only coconut oil. Now, instead of French fries, you guys might want to try baked French fries. Seriously. Yeah, I know. So you get a Pyrex dish or you get a cooking pan or whatever, and you line the bottom, just spread it out a little bit of coconut oil just to give it moisture. Then you cut up your potatoes and your yams or whatever into little slices, like French fries. And you put some of the oil on your hand, and you pick up each little slice, and you just coat them lightly. Now you line them up. They're all lined up in your Pyrex dish. You preheat your oven to 350, okay? Now you've got them all lined up. What do you do? You sprinkle in a little bit of onion powder, a little bit of garlic powder, sprinkle in some curry, some cumin, some thyme, whatever turns you on. Then fill that, cover that, all the potatoes with nutritional yeast and bake them for about an hour, hour and a half. Then when they come out, you take your spatula, push them all together so they're loose, put them in a bowl, add some ketchup, I'm a ketchup freak, add some ketchup, and you've got baked french fries that has nowhere near the harmful fat that you get when you go to McDonald's. <laughs> you got to love it, man. Hey, anyway, if you want some more good recipes like that, you should try my book. My book, A Sane Diet for an Insane World, has got recipes that will blow your mind. It's a good transition book. It will point things out to you like you can't believe. Now, if you want to build your immune system, you need to go superfoods. I would recommend that you go to naturalnews.com. You click on any article, and there's a heading up on the top, all the different things. Go to the store and click down and click on superfoods. And I'm telling you, he can be trusted. Mike Adams is one of the most trusted, trustful people you can imagine. And then, of course, if you've got joint pain or you get migraine headaches or you've got asthma or you've got all this stuff that you can't get rid of, organic sulfur crystals is the only thing that will help you. So, he says with a straight face. <laughs> Okay, it's, uh, it's a new year, and it's time to make changes. And my point is, you don't know if something is going to work if you don't try it. What is one month out of your life? You go on a plant-based diet, try it. One month. If you don't like the way you feel, the way you look, the way you act, you don't like that, Go back to eating anything that had a face and a mother in liquid fat. No problem. But you got to try it, and you will not be sorry. George Harrison is telling me that my time is running out, and I guess i got to go. So we'll catch you all next week, and we'll let George Harrison do his thing. And I wish you all aloha.
political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Superstore to order your 
Organic Sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
right, good afternoon all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Tuesday, January 5th, 2016. You'll have to get a calendar and figure out if that's today for you. If it is, and it is about 12.07 and a half in the afternoon, then we are, in fact, live. And you really don't have to ask me. You can call in 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980. That'll get you right on the air. You can also go to the chat room, which is located at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You'll see the chat link there. And uh, you can also contact me directly through Yahoo instant messenger my screen name is a v r n talk all right well there's all that good stuff and as i said it's tuesday and that means we got al from colorado here for the lightning round welcome al yes where do we begin with barry the gun grabber or what's happening down the road in beautiful downtown burns well we can start I either think, one i think frank uh, it depends that, what do you want uh, do you want to get angry or confused. Well, we get angry either way. It don't matter here. <laughs> well, I, I got to be uh, honest. Let me put it to you this way. Barry, Barry the usurper, uh, Barry the emperor, just thinks he can make all kinds of rules and everything out of thin air. And I think a lot of people are going to tell Barry to go fly a kite. Yeah, well, uh, you know, look, there are going to be lawsuits about this because Obama has absolutely no authority to do what he's trying to do. Now, look, people... never had any authority to write any of these so-called, what do you call, executive orders. Well, we can't just say that with a blanket, okay, because he does have the authority to write executive orders. But they can only apply to executive agencies, and they're like rulemaking. They're not lawmaking or policymaking. You cannot tell these people to go above and beyond what the law allows, which he's done well, several times with, with different it, things. Yeah, but Barry is doing a good job of getting away with it, it appears. Well, and that's, you know what, and that is the fault of the United States Congress. They don't have to sit there like little bumps on the log and let Barry run rampant over the uh, whole country, but they do. They sit there, Al. I mean, these are supposedly no, Republicans. They're worthless. They're totally worthless. Republicans, Al. They're Republicans. Yay, we all voted Republican last time. Yeah, yeah, you Stop see Barry. what good that did, too, didn't you, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> God. You yeah. know, I mean, it, look, the, the thing is, the courts are corrupted and packed with uh, socialists. But, what you else? know, that's like, the last, that, that's like the last thing right there is to... Uh, you know, say, okay, look, we're going to file a lawsuit. And, you know, while I say the courts are corrupt, and they are, there's also a problem with lawyers. They write bad lawsuits, Al. They write lawsuits in a way that you wouldn't, if you were the judge, you'd look at it and say, you know, I'd really like to rule for you, but this is just such a piece of crap, nonsensical uh, lawsuit that I can't. 
And this is what lawyers do. Oh, we're going to blah, 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 blah. And these groups go out and they buy these lawyers, right? And the lawyers sabotage them, man. You know, the people in these groups might might have the right intention. Yeah, let's, I know, let's raise a bunch of money. Let's buy us a lawyer and file a lawsuit. So they do that, and they've got the right intentions, but none of them know squat about the law, and they let these lawyers run rampant, and they come up with these stupid lawsuits that even you or I wouldn't let them win. Huh. Yeah, the, I'm t- people don't believe that, but I'm telling you what, I, I know who does believe it. There's probably about 500,000 people sitting in prison right now that believes it. Yeah. We've got so many laws, Frank. The laws themselves have laws, for crying out loud. You, you couldn't figure it out. The perfect law of something that nobody can understand is your wonderful United States tax code that nobody understands. No, not even the IRS, and they tell you so. That's right. Oh, uh, we don't know. Go get a, a, a tax professional. Oh, <laughs> and who would that be? You know, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then we had Money Magazine back in the 90s. They had a contest for all these so-called CPAs, and they gave they sat everybody down in a cubicle apart from everybody, and they got 60 different answers to the same information. Yeah. So which one's the right one, Frank? Is it number one or number 60, huh? or should we take know. a vote? <laughs> yeah, let's take a vote. There you go. Yeah. A poll. We'll have a poll, yeah. Al. There you go. Well, let me put it this way. If Barry thinks he's going to get away with this stuff, he's uh, let's put it this way. Uh, I think what, what's going down, down down the road from you in beautiful downtown Burns, I think the government may be stupid enough and do another Waco here. I think that's how stupid they are, Frank. Well, Montel Williams is out there. He wants, Well, Montel he Williams, wants uh, he should have, uh, maybe he should have succumbed to his illness because he didn't have no brains either, Montel. Well, I'm, well look, I, I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to consider Montel's position as long as we can be fair. So Montel says that they're a bunch of buffoons and idiots and this and that and the other thing. And they yeah, and they be, deserve to be shot, and right? And they should be killed. They should be killed. Right. Let's do some deadly force. Okay. Well, we can consider that as long as we're going to be fair. How's about we roll into, uh, I don't know, Ferguson, uh, you know, Missouri. And why don't oh, we kill we every nigger on every street there. corner there because they could be terrorists and they're idiots too. Why don't we yeah. do that, Montel? Is that going to be okay? How about we yeah. roll through South Chicago? We see a yeah. black face, we kill him, man, because you know what? You're a bunch of murderers and you're idiots. Let's do this. You see, as long as we're going to be fair, Al, I'm all for it. Uh-huh. Well, there are people out there who do need killing, unfortunately. We can't mention any names on the air because we could get in trouble. But there are people who do need killing, Frank. Oh, that's true. That's true. And Montel Williams is a moron. And uh, and, and you know what? What would happen, Al? I, I just... Okay, so... Let's say, um, I don't know, who who's an old uh, talk show host that retired that's white? Oh, you mean like uh, Phil, what's his name? Phil, Phil Donahue. Uh, yeah. Let's use Phil Donahue. Let's just say Phil Donahue gets in the news and says about Ferguson, well, you know what? These low-educated moron niggers need to all be shot. Let's go in there and do what Waco did and kill them all. Now, what do you think the media would do to Phil Donnie oh, if he they came would out and said something like that? Oh, they would him and Barbara because he's a white person, Frank. But if you're a black person like Barry, we don't want to... About, we don't want no, to no, no, no. Montel Williams. A black person like Montel Williams getting on the uh, on the major media and 
telling people that they need to be killed like Waco. Oh, what an idiot. We got idiots out and there. And then, you know, he also called them disparaging names. And, and for those of you out there, I'm not just saying nigger because I'm a racist. I'm saying it because it's a derogatory term directed at black people, just like Montel Williams used all his derogatory terms, and he used several of them against white people. So, hey, you know what? Fair's fair. Let's be fair. You know, I I don't care what anybody wants to do as long as it's across the board. I'm willing to consider it. You know, Uh what what do you want to do? Okay, we have a problem. Well, let's do this. Okay, so that applies to everybody. Because I still believe, Al, I still believe in a nation where everyone is equal under the law, meaning the law applies to everybody. Yeah, no argument, Frank. You're not getting an argument from me. So you want to go kill everybody like Waco? Fine. If that's going to be the standard, then it's got to be the standard for everybody. Hey, next time the little commies want to do an Occupy somewhere, hey, kill them all hey, like let's, in Waco. Let's send in a drone. They've got the drone circling right now. Frank, I just read an article this morning. They've got the army, the military's got the drones circling the place. You know, and they're armed. you got to wonder... Wait a minute. Frank, I'm going to tell you something, Frank. I don't think the people of this country are going to put up with another Waco or Ruby Ridge. I think that Barry wants, I think really Barry and the boys in Washington really want something to start because they want to crack down. And guess what, kid? We are going to have a Lexington and a Concord. We need it. Guess, can you figure why? Obama would want something like that. Yeah, Barry doesn't want to leave in that. Yeah, there, there you go. See, what's the, today? Today is the fifth, so yep. one year and fifteen days from today, Barry goes bye bye. It can't come soon enough, uh, Frank. That's right. You know, I mean, the thing is, he doesn't want to do it too soon, though, because it could well, be over I'll by the time the elections come around. You know, so you've well, got to tell time you this what. Right. The Donald is beating that. Uh, Donald, what did he have? What, Ten thousand people showed up in New Hampshire with twenty-seven uh, degrees outside, and Hitler he got five hundred. Gee whiz, Hitlery! I think you better start looking around, Hitlery. Five hundred—that's like four hundred. Five hundred people show up in in Iowa, evidently, and uh, Donald had ten thousand. Al, Hillary should be happy. That's about four hundred more than she got last time. Oh, really? She got that many? Well, whatever. I got a picture, and because it, it was an article about. But well, wait a minute, now you know. Here's how Sanders is doing. He's filling up these huge buildings, right, with people. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not, this is not supporting Sanders, because he's a communist, and I don't like the nasty old well, man Well, I don't anyway. like him either. I don't but, him. but people are responding, and they're showing up to his events. And, and then they got the same day at a liberal college. In this tiny little room, Hillary had about 25 people. <laughs> Al, I can go. So I can go anywhere in the country and get more than 25 people into a room to listen to me talk. I think you could too. All I gotta, Al. All I gotta do is go out on the street with flyers and say "free coffee." Come to this, and bang! I got more than twenty-five people. I guarantee you. Yeah. It I doesn't mean, matter oh. who I am or what I'm gonna say. It's just free coffee. Yeah, you bet, man. What, you oh, know. guess who's behind the land grab of the Hammond Ranch? Our friend Dirty Harry's got his dirty hands in here now, Dirty Harry. Well, I'm not surprised, Al. I mean, you know... Now, first it was the Bundys. What I'm a little confused about, Frank, maybe you can explain this. 
The father and the son went to uh, jail yesterday, which I think they shouldn't have. That's my opinion. Okay? They went back to jail. Let's back not forget jail, that. Right. Back to but jail. my opinion, my my uh, my thought process says, what are they doing? Holding up a a, a forest hut or a, for, a small forest service building or whatever you call it, you know, fifty miles away. I'm I'm a little confused here, Frank, on why they would. Well, you know, I, I protesting yeah. by the father and the son's ranch rather right. than fifty miles away, huh? Well, the father, the whole family, the father, the son, the whole family there has said, look, we we don't support this. This these this is not our doing. These people are not with us. Okay, yeah, they I don't want this. That. They they've already said that. Okay, and uh -huh. these people are independently using this situation to go get all riled up and and try to make a statement. Now it's gonna. Uh, who knows how it's gonna end? Well, to me, it's stupidity. And I just read this morning that they've got a baby in there with them. On top of all this, the idiots. Well, I don't doubt that. I mean, these people. Oh, are... Frank, I'm going to tell you something. I think if Sammy is smart, he'll let it calm down because I really don't think he wants. Like you said, Barry does want to wake up so people can get riled up. And I'll tell you something, Frank. This is my opinion. If the feds do murder these people, a la Ruby Ridge, Waco, then I think people should start going out and doing guerrilla warfare against Sammy. I can't argue with that. I'm sorry, Frank, I don't like to say these things, but when you start murdering people like you did, I mean, there's You mean when you start, when, when you continuously murder people. They, you know, they've been murdering Americans for quite a while, Al. I mean, it's not, well, you know, people with go, the well. Indians back with the, who was it, Custer and everybody else? They started murdering there's the some, Indians. You know, we have some Christian hosts on this network, pastors, that say, well, you know, uh... If the uh, you know government fires the first shot, then it's it's within your you know rights to defend yourself. But they haven't. Well, yes, they have. They have long ago, Al. I mean, this is the whole thing. Waco was how many years ago? That was in the Clinton administration for crying out loud. At the years, very beginning years, of it, twenty years this year, Frank. In April will be twenty years. In yeah, April. that was at the very beginning of the Clinton administration. You know and. They've been at this a long time. I mean, gosh, you could go back to World War II. They, well, before World War II, when the World War I veterans were camping out in Washington, D.C., they shot them, oh, too. Oh, you're talking about the uh, bonus, riot, bonus riots. Yeah. They the shot 30s. them, too. They've been shooting yeah. Americans for a long time, and Americans have been putting up with it for a long time. And you well, know, guess one of these what, days, Frank? I don't think Americans are going to put up with this crapola anymore. i got to watch my leg. I'm going well, to the wrong word. <laughs> Al, you know what? Uh, I, I just read that uh, 2015 was the biggest gun sale year ever recorded. You oh, know, yeah, I saw that. Americans are buying guns for some reason, and I doubt they're for well, show. Well, American police killed a record number of people in uh, 2015, Frank. American police killed more people in 2015 than the British police killed in five years prior to that. Well, and how many people have been killed? How many Americans have been killed by terrorists, Al? Well, we have. We just five had or San six? Bernardino. Well, we if, the, if that Bernardino, happened, Frank. Al, if that happened. Oh, yeah, if. Yeah. I mean, San Bernardino, okay, look, there's not as many blank spots as, say, Sandy Hook, which is clearly a fraud. 
Well, how about Boston, too, Frank? Clearly a fraud. Video proof it was a fraud. But, you know, San Bernardino doesn't have that much proof, but there's still some blank spots to where you got to say, well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> how that happened? How did this go? Why is that? What? what? There's things that don't make sense, Al. Oh, Frank, they're, 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 they're doing these false op operations, these black op operations, these false flags, red flags, whatever you want to call them. And they're going to continue to do them. But I think the American people are just about had enough of this garbage, Frank. If they haven't, then they deserve to be taken to the camps. Well, and, you know, it's all a matter of what's going to happen. I mean, what are they, how far are they going to go? Are they going to be able to goat the American people into some sort of standoff, some sort of Waco to where they go, oh, we got to have martial law, you know, because there's five people in Oregon that are doing they something. They don't so. have the manpower to do martial law over the whole country. No, they like, don't. The military is all out of the country. There is very little military left in this country. But look what else, uh, Al, look what Obama is doing, though. I mean, all he has to do is not need the military. See, I don't care what Barry Al, writes. Barry can he, write a, Al, if I want to go sell a gun, Frank, I'm not going to get an FFL to sell you my gun, or you're not going to get an no, FFL either, to sell Al, you my gun. No, me either. But the thing is, what I'm saying is, Obama doesn't need the Army, okay? He doesn't have the Army now. What he has is the police, and he gets up there and he just signs things and says, "Hey, this is the way it is," and all the police go, "Oh, well, well the leader, yes, Frank, the, the leader says to do this." We outnumber the police, don't we, Frank? Yeah, we, we do, do outnumber the police. But, but my point is that's where we're headed. It's not going to be a showdown with the military. It's going to be a showdown with every cop out on the street. They think well, there's a war on cops now. Oh. You just go ahead and start following Barry's executive orders and see what happens. You know? <laughs> I think what Barry is going to do, if Barry were, quote, I shouldn't even give him the hint, but if Barry were smart, huh. he would start gobbling up the ammo because guess what, Frank? You haven't got the projectile. What are you going to do, hit him with the gun? Well, yeah, that's true. And they, and they to some extent... They'll probably do that, too. They did. Remember when Cal they were buying up... No, 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 no. California's done that, Al. They have banned up the ammo. They have banned certain ammos, and you can only in California. You can go only in there and buy so much. You can't say, uh, "Hey, you know what? I've got ten thousand bucks, and I want to buy. Uh, I want to spend it all on ammo." You can't do it in California. Well, then you go outside of California and tell them to get stuffed. Is what well, you have to do. I think a lot of Californians do just that, but I'm just saying they've yeah. already well, they've already started saying. that, Al. Uh, Frank, like you said, Barry doesn't want to leave next year, and I think this is what, what it probably is. And I think the military, as dumbed down as they are, if they haven't got a set of stones, then they deserve to be uh, whatever. Well, they're not, like you said, they're not even here. <laughs> they're, all, they're in 140 countries around the world. Yeah. You know, and I have to give credit to, you know, because I... Uh, you know, I'm more pragmatic when it comes to things, and I, I, I look at things, and the closer it gets, then maybe, yeah, if it's looking this way or that way. But, gosh, uh -huh. Melissa's been saying for over a year that Obama's not going to leave. Really? Yep. So, you know. Well, I'll he, tell you this. I've been saying for 20 years that uh, 20 years ago, I think it was a long time that people took up their uh, pitchforks. And oh, I started yeah, saying yeah. that 20 years ago. Yeah, well, and you know, and you also, you know, that's the whole thing, too. A lot of people say a lot of things, but you actually 
uh, okay, so Al's not out on the evening news shooting up the place, but you no. know you're not you're not shy about saying, "Hey, the IRS and me, we don't communicate." That's right. You know, so you know, in a in a big way, that's saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm 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 putting my money where my mouth is." That's right. You know, and that's what Americans need to do. I don't think there's hardly anybody, and, and, you know, okay, on the finer points, perhaps there's some disagreement here and there. But overall, I doubt there's, if you're listening to this network, that you really disagree overall with what we're saying here. But the problem is, just agreeing isn't enough. You've got to put your money where your mouth is. Now, I'm not saying grab a gun and shoot the place up. But you have, to re- you have to resist this in some way. That's right. You know? I mean, really. I've been saying the easiest way. I've been saying this ever since I've come on ABR way back when, that if everybody just stopped filing and paying, that's the end of the Gestapo. Yeah, and how, hard, and how hard is it to do nothing? That's right. <laughs> I mean, you've you got to do less than you're doing now. That's right. I watch these. I watch these videos with this guy called Mark Dice out of California. Oh, I don't trust that guy at all. But, but go he ahead. goes up and he he, he asks the people, "Well, we want you to sign this petition to get rid of this and to get rid of the First Amendment." And you should see the dumbbell people who. Oh, Frank. That's true. I did see that. And I mean, I watched some of his petitions, and I mean, you may not trust him, Frank, but he brings it out right then and there how dumbed down the sheep are. No, stuff like that, no. If somebody goes out and just asks questions and stuff. That's what uh, I'm saying. I he can accept that. He these ridiculous questions. Would you support getting rid of the guns or, or, or giving the police uh, military equipment or Ridiculous stuff that nobody in their right mind would say yes to. Well, these are not people in their right mind walking down the street. I mean, that's uh, the thing. Dumb, Why would they, they be, Al? Why would they be in their right mind? Look at what they got well, to put up minute, with, they Al. watch the idiot box 27 hours a day, Frank, I, I could understand that. And when they're not in front of that, they got their little iPhone, and they're, you know they're, they're just staring at that screen. Or they're watching Dancing with the Stars, or when's next, the, the next Dumbbell football game? Oh, gee, yeah. Hey, Al, it's the playoffs. Oh, yeah, and my team got the number one seed. to go to the stupid bowl until a couple of weeks from now they don't have to play anybody. Yay, are they be gonna be, uh, Al, are they going to be sending everybody in uh, you know, the Denver area a big fat check as a thank you or what? Well, let's put it this way. They're probably going to lose again like they have in past years. They always lose at home when they're supposed to win and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they lose to teams. They beat teams they shouldn't uh, beat, and they lose to teams they shouldn't lose to. So what else is new? Well, hey, you know, uh, hey, look, my team, the Jets, they found another way to not get in the playoffs this year, so whatever. Well, wait a minute. They just beat the Patriots and knocked the Patriots down. Yeah, they? and then they lost the last game of their season, which could have maybe got them in the playoffs, but no. Well, they're not going anywhere either, <laughs> like uh, Fat Boy Christie. Fat Boy Christie from New Jersey, your home but state, Al, thinks he's going anywhere. They might not be going anywhere, but we are because it's time for a break. Oh, I'm glad you caught it, my Frank. Yep, hey. My fault. Hey, I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm going to start Good watching. Good for the you. Clock. You actually got a clock in front of you. Good for you. Frank. All okay, right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a few.
needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to Wichita Home.
All right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's still Tuesday, January 5th, 2016. It is about 1240 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's all true, where you're at, we are, in fact, live. 800-932-1980 is the call-in number, and uh, you can go to the chat room. There's a pile of people in there that you can chat with. You can also ask questions and make comments to whatever's going on in the show. And uh, let's see. If you want to contact me directly, Yahoo Instant Messenger, AVRN Talk is my screen name. It's Tuesday, and that means we have Al from Colorado with us. Welcome back, Al. Yes. Well, I'm trying to compare this situation to both Ruby Ridge and Waco, and it's very interesting that the mainstream news horse aren't giving this thing anywhere near the play we had with Ruby Ridge or with Waco. It's very, very, um, what's the word, scattered. It's very loose, little, next to nothing, Frank, and something smells here. Well, for one thing, Burns is, (laughs) that area out there. Well, Burns is in the middle of nowhere anyway, isn't it? pretty desolate, yeah. I've been I I've hitchhiked through Burns, and let me tell you something. It's uh, it's it's, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Oh, it's it? desolate, man. Burns is a small place to begin with. Uh, right mm-hmm. at the you know right at the bottom of the hill there, you know there's an Indian reservation over on uh, one side, and you know and, and what you do is you slide into the uh, the high desert from Burns. And man, it just goes on forever. Lots of nothing out there, man. And no, uh, lots and lots of more nothing and more nothing, right? And I'll tell you one thing: uh, it is cold there. This is the high desert where, even even in the fall and the spring, man, uh, it can be a hundred degrees in the daytime and go below zero, uh, go below freezing in the night. Really? I, yeah, I uh, I I was the unfortunate. Uh, recipient yeah so. learner of that you know firsthand because i went uh-huh. out there and i had my uh you know because it was getting to be uh, uh fall. Was it, summertime or so? it was getting to be oh. fall right and uh okay. you know i was heading why well, i was going that way because i was going i was heading down to texas you know winter time to go south uh-huh and uh you know it was hot man and i had you know i just had my my summertime sleeping bag which uh-huh. wasn't very thick, and I'm like, okay, and I didn't have that many winter clothes because it was summer, and so I'm going there, and it's hot, man. I'm I, I'm wearing almost you You're know, broiling, huh? it's like hitchhiking around. It gets dark, can't get a ride. So Highway 20 is like a you get a car every maybe 10 minutes, and so I figure, all right, I need to bed down. So I go to sleep, no problem, man. I wake up, there's frost all over my sleeping bag, and I'm freezing, <laughs> man. Oh yeah, this is from a hundred degrees or so. The, yeah, you know, isn't that interesting? Oh, Talk gosh. about so, that. This is before Harp. This is long before Harp. Yeah, even. and this is a this and this is the area they're in. Okay, so uh, the news agencies are not gonna be all hopped up about. Oh yeah, let's go out there. No, I don't want to go out there. You know, it's like no. Well, Ruby Ridge was pretty god darn uh, isolated too, though, wasn't it, Frank? Ruby Ridge. Yeah, but it wasn't winter, and it wasn't. It, you know, it, it, it's a lot of different things. In Waco too, you know, Texas, it never gets that cold down there, and 
it's just an isolated, nasty time of the year to be out that way. And I think that's got part to do with it, because I can't imagine these guys wouldn't love to be out there just ripping these people a new one, making them look bad, saying, oh, they're terrorists, they're crazy people, they're mentally ill. See, these are the kind well, of people that you Well, it's even nicer for the feds, is Frank. They can do their dirty work, and if we didn't have the alternative media, nobody would ever know that those people got whacked. Well, and that, that could be part of it, too. But what good does it do them just to kill somebody? They like to make a big show of things and say, well, we had to kill them because they were so dangerous and we were here protecting you. And if they don't yeah. report on this that. Little, this, little, uh, this little small building that's probably not even 1,000 square feet in the middle of nowhere. Well, and you make a good point, though, Al, that, you know, that this is not at the ranch, and the people involved with the ranch thing has said these people don't represent us we we don't want them to do this and they're doing it anyway so what are these people well, to me stupidity Al? then frank now, now listen this wild wildlife reserve that they're occupying yeah. is a federal installation okay yeah that was stolen uh, or let's put it this way purchased from the ones who didn't want to sell well yeah but you know what Al? That's a different issue. The issue is they claim it, they say they own it, and everybody around there recognizes that they do. And they are occupying a federal installation. Now, yes. now wait a minute. Okay, there could be cause to do that. But what if, okay, so why are you doing this? Well, because the federal government did them people over there wrong. Well, them people over there say they don't want you to have nothing to do with this. So why, right. are, why are you doing this? They've That's asked right. you not to. Well, I'm helping you anyway. How does that make you different from the federal government? Well, you know, it's like you see a, a schoolyard fight. You've got A and B fighting, and now you're going to stick your nose into it now, right? Yeah, even though they ask you not to. Right. The people fighting. I don't need your help. Yeah. I don't want your help. Stay out of my fight. I don't care. I'm yeah. doing it anyway. Well, how does that make you different from the federal government? It makes you look stupid, doesn't it? makes you look like the federal government, because isn't that what they do? Isn't that their attitude? We don't care what you want. We're here to help you whether you like it or not, you know? Well, you know what? I mean, I'm reading a bunch of stories that uh, there are uh, agent provocateurs in that group, moles, as they call them. Well, I... Nothing would surprise me, Frank. How, couldn't, how couldn't there be, Al? The family asked you not to do it. It's 50 so miles away from the it. place. It's 50 That's miles right. away from the ranch, and you decide to go do it anyway. This is why I could under, Frank, I could understand if the family doesn't want to go back to the slammer and say, okay, we need you uh, to protect us from them uh, taking us back to the slammer. I could understand that, but that's or, not the situation. Or yet. how about you guys hang out at our ranch while we go to jail so you can protect the place while we're in the slammer? Yeah. But that's now that not makes more sense. But that's not that what's happening. That does make more sense. That's not what's happening at all. Well, of course that's not what's happening. You here. know, so I got to think, to me, this is why I'm torn about this, Al. My first instinct is I want to say, you know, those dirty rotten feds, they, yay, militia, go get them. You know, but then I got to look at the facts and the situation and say, now, wait a minute, something smells funny about this. The fact you're 50 miles away from where the action is happening tells me something smells, too. Just, just that one fact alone. That fact and the family asked you not to get involved. That's you're right. And you're doing it anyway. That's right. And now you're telling me they got a baby in there? Yes. You know, There's an infant in there. There's who, a baby in there, because stupid idiots. Who does something what like that, Al? Idiot. I'm going to tell you something. 
they're being demonized by the, quote, social media. And as much as I hate the social media, the social media could be right this time. Well, for the first time. What if? What if all these people are actors and federal players? What if? Oh, you mean like the girl who showed up in uh, France and the girl who showed up at, uh, at Sandy Hook and the same girl showed up in uh, Boston and yeah. that kind of deal? What, what if? What if the federal government is doing this on their own to try to create a situation about guns? And isn't it, isn't it just so oh, isn't fortunate? It, isn't it just convenient that Barry gave his exactly. little speech this morning? Exactly. There's too many... There's too many Question. Uh, too many, uh, how do we say, coincidences? Yeah. Coincidences? And this is why I'm not a huge supporter of anything going on. It's like, wait a minute, I'm not sure I trust these people. You know, I mean, come on. Hey, Al, guess what? We have a caller. Oh, boy. Go ahead, caller. Caller? Yes. Okay, go ahead, caller. Yeah, I'd like to uh, join in on the conversation about uh, what's happening uh, up in Oregon. Uh, I've said many times that the only way to take this country back is by force. That's the only thing these people understand at the end of a barrel of a gun. Um, they don't care if you have 20 million people march in the streets. If you're not armed, they don't care. So He's right. Uh, I agree with if you. the militias and the Oath Keepers and the Sheriff's Departments that are still loyal and the Navy SEALs who know that it was Obama that had their SEAL Team 6 killed all got together en masse and did it. Now, they're, what they're hoping, I think, I think now with the militia in Oregon is that people are going to join them and say, this is enough. This is where they're going to take their stand. No more of this government because if it continues, it's all over. Look what he's doing with the gun. And nobody's done anything. The gun restrictions. So something has to be done. Alan West now who was a former military officer, former congressman, is now calling for civil disobedience. Okay, now if he gets involved, he still may have his military connections. Something has to be done to take this government back, and that's the only way it has to be done. I have to agree with the caller, Frank, because uh, there is no peaceful solution. These so-called elections coming up in November, all you're going to do outside of possibly putting Mr. Trump in, has put a different set of uh, crooks and criminals in or, or keep the existing ones. That's well, all that's gonna to, to a degree, I agree also. However, you know, there's a small percentage of people who are ever going to get involved, and there's a small percentage of people that work for the government. Most everybody else is a spectator, just like during the Revolutionary War. So nobody needs to gripe about the lazy Americans sitting and watching TV because they didn't have any TV during the Revolutionary War. No. Yet only 3% got involved in that. So right. it's always been this way. Now, the thing is, you've got, to, you've got to swing them people your way. If you think that you're going to just decide one day, that's it, I've had it, I'm taking on the federal government, they're going to make you look like the bad guy, and the whole country's going to be against you and cheer for your death. That's what's well, going to happen. So if you do it wrong, if you do it wrong, which the guys in Oregon are doing it wrong right now, and I don't have any, you know what, I think they might be feds. They might be Frank, set up. Frank, people are aware of what's happening. Uh, Donald Trump right now, I wouldn't pick Donald Trump if he was uh, as the first choice to uh, lead the charge at all. I, I think the guy's, uh, you know, he's somewhat of a whack, whack job. But the thing is, he's taking it on. If he's not a shill for the Democrats, he would have to be the one to vote for. 
all the rest are bought and paid for. Everybody's saying, oh, well. Well, I, uh, I can't disagree with that either, which is a shame. I mean, because, you know, I've, I've followed Donald Trump for, I don't know, 10, 20 years because, you know, I'm from New Jersey. Uh, I lived in Atlantic City. I saw Trump building these things. I was there when he was, you know, the big wheel in Atlantic City with his uh, real estate thing. You know, I watched this guy for a long time, and I, he's always struck me as nothing but a glorified used car salesman. But yeah, uh, well, he's doing the same thing. But here's the given thing. given the field, though. You know, I mean, you're if, saying that people are not, aren't aware of that he's getting crowds of thirty thousand people at a time. So people are aware. I didn't and say listen, enough, listen, John. I didn't say I didn't say people are unaware. I said they're spectators. Spectators can be aware of the game. It doesn't mean they're playing in it, okay? And that no. is these people that are all aware out there, the information sponges, you know, they're not going to do anything. They never have and they never will. All they can do is re root for the home team. That's all they all right, well, do. Alan That's all West, they ever do. Alan West has jumped into the fray. He's a former military officer, and if he's saying what he's saying right now, he, now he could <laughs> I mean, it all goes back to who's telling the truth. You know, you're saying they're all shells. That's a possibility. If they are, it's all over. You may as well just wrap it up and say that's it. Well, I don't. Uh, well, in I, Venezuela, hey, what happened? Let me ask you. There, let me ask Venezuela, you. So, they had a million and a half people marching the streets, but it's still a communist government because they weren't armed. Listen, John, you you've had a lot more personal dealings with congressmen than I have. Do you trust any of them? No. Well, Alan West was one of them. How did he get there? You see, yeah, I, and I'm not saying, anymore. hey, look, I can take what a guy says and say I agree with that. That doesn't mean I trust him. He's not there anymore. That's why he, he wouldn't play the game. Unless they play the game, they're, uh, they're, out, they're out of there. That's right. Tony Bono wouldn't play the game. They killed him. Well, they killed him. They murdered him, yes. Well, that's what they do. You know, no, no. See, and now, see, now that's a good point. You, if you really don't go along with them, they will kill you. They don't just There's let no you question, go. Frank, they don't and just, Donald they don't let you, now, wait a minute. Now, they don't just let you go and make a million dollars as a Fox News commentator, okay? If you really buck them the wrong way, they don't let you leave. They, they ram you into a tree and uh, say it was a skiing accident. Frank, that's, that's, you know, they either kill you or they discredit you or they get your funding. Like me, with me, they got my funding cut off, okay? There's many ways they can get to you. Now, Sonny Bono, he had the power. He was going to have the power. That's why they killed him. Trafficant had the power. That's why they railroaded him into prison and then supposedly uh, tracked right. control over on him. Uh, but uh, in certain cases, uh, if you don't have that direct power, They'll just discredit you, or they'll get you financially. They'll stick the IRS on you, or whatever. There's other ways they can do it. If Donald Trump in that, John, they're going. He's going to have an accident, just like Kennedy. They don't want him. John, they don't want Donald. John Kennedy, John Kennedy, and and Robert Kennedy, they all has been a lie. They were both killed by the mafia and the CIA. Okay, this mm -hmm. nonsense about everything else. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa, Jimmy Hoffa was killed because he was going to expose the fact that there was a there was mafia and the government killed JFK and also uh, Marilyn Monroe. So oh, yeah, everything you've ever read or seen or any of this crap is all a bunch of crap. 
Now, when I first went to Washington, D.C. in 95, I was like everybody else, totally oblivious. I thought, wow, this is our government. Wow, this is great. After a few years, I go, whoa, wait a minute. This isn't our government, and it's not our government. It's totally controlled, and I don't care who it is. If they're in Congress now and they've been there for a while, that's why people say, oh, Cruz is the answer. No, he's not. He's, no, he's, he's not. A horse. But they're going to use everybody they can to knock Trump out. I hope that Trump is legit. If he is, then he's the only one you can vote for. If he isn't, then we're done for. Well, he's the shiniest turd in the sewer is about it. Yeah, well, that, like <laughs> I said, I wouldn't pick him at all. I know Alan West's background. I've met Alan West. He's a straight shooter, okay? He's no longer in Congress. He wouldn't play the game. He was totally against illegal immigration. That's What's her name? Out. Cynthia McKinney was also forced out, too, or they voted her out, too. She started trying to talk. The well, they did, they, they did more than vote her out. They, they gerrymandered the uh, thing, and they also ran a uh, – a, uh, a Democrat against her as a Republican. Yeah, well, she was coming out with about the 911, which she was absolutely right. I was near the Pentagon when that happened, as you well know, Frank. I took pictures and, and uh, you know, that all that nonsense about a plane hitting the building, that's a bunch of crap. But, uh, you know, I don't care who. It is such a vast conspiracy, it's beyond belief. I mean, I, I, I just can't believe how well they have taken everything over. I mean, it's well, almost like... It's just, I'm afraid to even go up to Congress anymore. I, I still think I have some friends in Congress, but I don't even go up there anymore. Well, I think I, what I, they do, I think their 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 mo seems to be where they they just create something. Okay, we're doing nine one one. Well, uh, here it comes. And look, a lot of people out there are aware that they lied about the whole thing. Nine one one was to get the Patriot yet, Act. They yet tried they, with the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah, and the Patriot Act, the Patriot Act is still there, even though, like, what what are the polls? Like, sixty percent of the people know the government lied about nine eleven. Yet the Patriot Act stands. They don't care. They get what right. they want and they move on. Frank, okay, they, they there were a myriad of reasons uh, for that. The first, they wanted to get the Patriot Act. They tried with the Oklahoma City bombing; that didn't work. So then they went with nine one one. Okay, uh, not, believe it or not, it wasn't just uh, uh, Israel that was, wanted us to attack Iraq. It was also uh, Saudi Arabia, Saudis, because they were their enemy. Now. Iraq was making moves to be number one in the Muslim world, so they were after us to go into there. Also, Afghanistan for the oil, the oil pipelines. I mean, it was just uh, the poppy fields. You know, the Taliban got rid of all the poppy fields, but, hey, we, our, our, our government is probably the biggest drug uh, oh, outfit there is. Cartels in, well, in the world. That's another reason why Sonny was killed, because he was going to expose that. They're, they're guarding the poppy fields so the Taliban doesn't come in and burn them to the ground. Pictures again. of Marines and soldiers guarding the poppy fields all over the Internet. So, anyways, John, we are out of time. Thanks for calling in. All right, don't forget, Red. I'll be on uh, Jay's uh, show at uh, five o'clock. All right. Well, that's Eastern time, which we don't do here. It's three o'clock. John, right, two o'clock. Actually, our new uh, film, Water, the New Gold. Two o'clock. All right, John, we, we got to go. We are out of time. Al, that that includes you too. We got to go. We are we'll out of time. We'll see you next week, Frank. All Bye-bye. right, we'll see you next week, Al. 
Folks, I will be back again this evening. Coming up next is financial survival. And as John said, after that is condition critical. He will be a guest talking about a new film he has. Stay tuned, folks. we got a full, full, full day coming up. Thanks for listening. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel. AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. Gentlemen, I'm Elodie Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Addis, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events. And today is Tuesday, January 5th, 2016. Good afternoon, everyone, and good afternoon, Al. Hello, Melody. Let's get started with the market reports right away. We have gold. Let me just double-check to see uh, any lasting changes in the uh, New York spot price. We have gold up $4 today at 1079 We have silver up 
thirteen back over fourteen dollars at fourteen oh eight. Platinum is up five dollars at eight hundred and ninety two, but palladium is down four at five hundred and thirty eight. And for those of you who are interested in our special, the AU five dollar Liberty Gold piece along with 20 of the one-ounce Silver Eagles, dated 2016. Uh, silver's up, gold's up, and they're still being sold at yesterday's price. So if you get your orders in today, uh, we'll hold that price for you, even though both silver and gold are higher. And that $700 does include all your shipping costs. So make sure you give Carla a call at 1-800-375-4188 right now. And for the late-night listeners, make sure many of you do that you leave messages on the um, uh, in our answering uh, machine, and uh, we'll make sure the prices are locked in. Uh, moving right along, we have the USDX today up 052 at 99.36, almost back up to that 100 level. Crude oil pressure, 93 to the downside at 35.83. And the paper markets today, after their big recovery yesterday, they followed through, even though they were down. It was hovering just at this level most of the day, up 9 on the Dow. 17,158. You have the NASDAQ down 11 at 48.91 and the S&P up 4 at 2016. The 10-year yield 2.25%. And of course, with the strong showing of the U.S. uh, index, you have euro pressure down 0.72 at 108. Germany, after that big drop yesterday, 4%, they only managed to be up (laughs) a quarter... A quarter of a point. They were up 26 points after that huge drop yesterday. And uh, certainly China had a little bit of volatility in their markets. Uh, uh, We can talk about that now. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about the uh, GDP revisements coming from the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. But I guess China had some more volatility in their markets, Al. Yeah, they had a little more today. And some people were (laughs) predicting yesterday that the big news, they had a serious drop on Monday, as most everyone knows. But I saw one commentator who predicted that the big problem would be, would we see a second day of decline? If the market opened lower, and closed lower today, that would signal that there was an additional problem. It was deeper than what we saw on Monday. However, um, markets were down in China today, but not down a lot, and some of them were up. Uh, Here's an article from Business Insider in Australia. Chinese stocks had another crazy day. Having plunged 7% on Monday, closing the session early on the same day market circuit breakers uh, <coughs> were introduced by regulators, Chinese, in other words, China could have, market could have fallen more than 7%. They closed her down early. They closed it down. Yeah. yeah, to prevent it from falling. Now, this is important, all right? And we'll, we'll explain why when we get a little deeper, as we get a little deeper into this article and into the program. 
Um, Chinese stocks endured another wild session on Tuesday, swinging between losses of over 3% to gains in excess of 1% throughout the course of the trade. However, after all the chaotic price action, stocks eventually finished mixed. That's true, but my reading of the of the markets that are referenced is they are on average down. Um, some are up, but a majority are down. We can get to that perhaps before we're done with this. The benchmark Shanghai Composite Index slid three uh, tenths of a percent, recovering from more than a three percent plunge on the open. The CSI 300, an index comprising the largest listed firms in Shanghai and Shenzhen, closed with a modest gain of three-tenths of a percent. Small-cap indices such as Shenzhen Composite, CSI 500, and Shinext closed with losses ranging between one and three-tenths percent to three percent losses. Um, There was no definitive reason to explain the wild price action. Roughly five. Now, that's interesting to me. And it's interesting for this reason. Roughly $590 billion, at least according to some reports, disappeared in China's stock market on Monday. And if we can believe this article from Business Insider in Australia, nobody knows why. There was no definitive reason to explain the wild price action. Now, they're talking about Tuesday, and I'm talking about Monday, and there's you know, this is, but what I'm trying to get to is this can't really be a mystery. All right, $550 billion disappears and no one knows why. I'll bet that somebody knows. But the reason is not being publicly revealed for one or both of a couple of reasons. And one, because the cause, whatever it is, would embarrass the government, Chinese government. And two, the cause would reveal that the government is incapable of fully manipulating the markets. Right? And this market manipulation is an important thing. What, what do you want to say, Bobby? Well, I mean, China's going to do what China always does. They're just going to change things, and nobody's going to know exactly what they're doing. You're going to probably see more of the corporate CEOs of China go missing. And, uh, you know, $590 billion and a 7% drop. Um, you know, their manufacturing numbers were released, and, you know, they're all negative. So, you know, China, I mean, you don't know what you're getting out of China, and you don't know. I mean, we've talked about their debt before and what they have, that it's probably greater than what, uh, you know, anybody reports. I mean, you never know how much gold they're purchasing, and what they're, you know, whatever comes out of China, you never know what how true their reports are very similar to what comes out of our government when it comes to the economy. No, it's worse than what comes out of our government. Well, the point is, that's you never hard know. To imagine, but it's never apparently know. the truth of the matter. They're even bigger liars. We've talked about this on the program before. It always amuses me. A woman I knew went over to China and lived there for a year. She told me that what she came to understand is that the Chinese culture tries to produce harmony. Right? It is their primary goal. Everybody's going to sing Kumbaya in China if they have to put a gun to your head and make you sing it. You're going to sing Kumbaya. I'm exaggerating on that point, but they will lie to maintain harmony. It's part of their culture. It's accepted that lying is good all right, to maintain harmony. 
Well, the result of this is the premier of China, a couple of years ago, he was complaining he didn't even know for a fact how big the economy was of China. He didn't know if it was growing or falling because the people that are running the provinces, right, the governors, I don't know if that's the term they use, but the governors of the provinces, they are reporting the economic activity in their province to the, to the premier and to the central government of China, and he knows they're lying to him. They're telling them they're making more than what is really the case in order to maintain the facade that everything's hunky-dory. So even the premier of China doesn't know what's really going on there because they have a culture that encourages lying. That just cracks me up, and it also is evidence that you can't run a culture base where lies become acceptable. That's not a formula for, again, do you want to fly in an airplane? where the guy that, that fastened the bolts that tied the wings to the fuselage, he, he grew up in a culture where lying was okay. And the boss asked him, did you torque those bolts down to 70 pounds per square inch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to fly on that plane? I do not, all right? I don't trust that plane if it's, you know. So in any case, nobody knows what's really going on in China, including the premier so in any case, the markets, they say nobody knows. I think somebody, I think someone understands what the real reasons were for $590 billion disappearing. But here's the, here's the to me, this is the more important point. Here's a headline, another from Business Insider USA. China's national team is doing everything in its power to stop stocks crashing. All right. And it says the Chinese government is buying up shares to prop up its stock markets, repeating a tactic used during last year's meltdown. The so-called national team is injecting cash into the market after Monday's 7% crash. And this is according to a report from Bloomberg News. China's national team, all right, in my, from my perspective, is analogous to America's plunge protection team which was created by executive order of Ronald Reagan back in the 80s. The article continues, it said the government is also in, uh, preparing to extend a ban on short selling, where investors borrow stocks and then sell them, pocketing the profit if, pocketing the, profit if the price falls. In an effort to keep the stock market buoyant, means going upward. And, um, I have no problem with short selling. I, I don't mind, but I'm absolutely opposed to naked short selling, which happens a lot, I'm told, in this country and certainly in the gold and silver markets. Naked short selling in the U.S. markets should be punishable, in my opinion, by 20 years in a slammer. But in any case, the sell-off on Monday in China uh, saw about $590 billion uh, wiped out well, from Chinese shares. Uh, the fall was so steep that it triggered a, a break clause that suspended trade for the day. The reaction of Chinese authorities uh, to the crash is similar to what happened last summer when shares plunged more than 40% in two separate crashes. The Chinese state bought shares directly. Limited debt-fueled gambling in the markets and loosened Pension policy to allow pension funds to hold more stocks. There were about 40 interventions, but only direct buying kept the markets up. 
What are they telling us? This is what strikes me as significant in all of this. They're telling us that the Chinese stock markets are, much like American markets, manipulated. They're admitting it. They have the national team. It's like the plunge protection team in this country. It's there to make sure the stock market doesn't fall. When you invest in the Chinese or American markets, you're not investing in stocks per se. People say, oh, I'm going to buy myself 5,000 shares of IBM. Well, that's very nice. But is that what you're really buying? Is that where you're placing your confidence? I don't think so. I think that when you're investing in the Chinese and or American stock markets, you are in fact investing in the Chinese and or American government's ability to manipulate stock market indices. So long as governments manipulate the market prices successfully, you can bet on that, uh, that, that the market indices will stay up and investing in those manipulated markets will be profitable. The game is rigged. You understand? They want it to go up. Now, if it ever becomes clear that either government is no longer capable of manipulating their domestic markets, those markets will drop like stones. And God only knows what the impact will be on the domestic and global financial systems. If you know of a nation that has a stock market that isn't manipulated by their government, drop me a line and let me know. I'm sure there are some. I mean, the stock market in Cuba, if they have one, it probably isn't. It might not be manipulated. I don't know. But the point is, the markets, the implication, if the markets in China are manipulated, and they admit they are, that's what it means when the government supports the market. Same thing with the plunge protection team. We've been manipulating our markets openly and by law since the 1980s. We've got 30 years of market manipulation going on in this country. It is as American as apple pie made with uh, saccharin rather than sugar. All right? Market manipulation is going on around the world. And I don't know, I can't say that it's happening in every single country, but it's happening in a lot of countries, and it would be surprising to find countries where market manipulation is not commonplace. And so far as stock markets ultimately crash, is it because the government manipulation, the capacity to manipulation, manipulate the market, did it ultimately fail? Did the government capacity to manipulate fail? Is that why the markets fell? Or is this, are these failures because those nations were dumb enough to engage in government manip- market manipulation in the first place? Does market manipulation really save the market from a crash? Or does it ultimately just add up with using the uh, the avalanche analogy where you just snow on snow on snow until you finally get just one one last little flake and all of a sudden, boom, you know, that avalanche comes pouring downhill. Um, I don't know what to make of it beyond we don't have free markets. We have manipulated markets. We have, monar- we have markets that the government controls. They do it in China. They do it in the United States. I presume they do it in Europe. Uh, and most of the, probably most of the major markets in the world are manipulated right now. Although, not necessarily. I'm not saying that China necessarily manipulates its markets for the same reasons 
because the United States manipulates its markets. But the point is, we don't have free markets. Free markets are unmanipulated. They go up, they go down, they're a little crazy, they're volatile, I get that. But are we better off with the central planning of manipulated markets? I don't think we are. I think our, I think our economies would be better and stronger if market manipulation were not the case. We're going to take a break for some commercial announcements. Melody and I will be back in just a moment. Please stay tuned to Financial Survival. condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it, it has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. I'm Alfred Adams here with Melody Cedars from On Financial Survival, brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver at 1-800-375-4188. What's next, Melody? 
Well, all through the last quarter of last year, you know, and you hear with the the decrease or the increase of the interest rate and all from Janet Yellen and all those minutes from that meeting will be released this uh, this week, I believe, on tomorrow um, from the Federal Reserve meeting in December in relationship to the increase of the uh, of the of the rate. They were all predicting that the the last quarter grew at an annual pace of two percent. You know that the the national gross domestic product, which is the sum of all goods and services produced, grew at an annual pace of two percent. But now they're all beginning to change their uh, estimates as far as uh, what the what the GDP really grew. Uh, certainly, we had the manufacturing numbers that were re, that were released. And even the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta said it now believes that the fourth quarter GDP only grew at a 0.7% pace. Now, I don't consider a 0.7% pace as growth, um, but that is what they're predicting. And it's down from their estimates of 1.3%. So that gives us an indication of just how good the holiday season really was. Even J.P. Morgan cut its estimate to uh, in half uh, from what they were originally uh, predicting. So again, it doesn't seem like the end of 2015 is uh, panning out to be a, a very good uh, last quarter of the year. And they compare the last quarter of 2015 uh, to last year, uh, but you have to remember it was all that bad weather. This year they don't have much of an excuse as far as why it is dropping uh, so so much. Um, I mean that, and so it, it, Al, it, it's just sort of shocking and, and surprising. That doesn't anybody get it? I mean, doesn't anybody understand? Well, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and the mainstream media doesn't report on it, does it make a sound? That's part of what we're dealing with here. One of the surprising things about the Christmas season, to my mind. I pay pretty close attention to the news. There's a lot of things that escape me. I don't see everything, that's for sure. But still, I pay attention. And in previous years, it is a fundamental news story throughout the Christmas season as to whether or not sales are good, bad, or indifferent. I didn't catch that during this last season. They haven't done that for the past couple of seasons. Well, I'm aware of this. I don't remember necessarily the what happened in the last couple of seasons. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're not reporting the numbers on usually is, oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. You you couldn't get away from it, or at least in in previous years, nothing. Don't hear anything about that all by itself. That silence is a kind of bad news. They know the lies aren't going to work, and they don't want to tell you the truth, so they just go silent. It's another one of those things that, you know, another leaf in the breeze that is not encouraging. For those of you who want to see this economy hold together, everyone be prosperous, uh, doesn't look like it's going to work out that way. It's, you know, doesn't prove it, doesn't prove that point, but why aren't they talking about it? Why haven't they talked about it? Uh, We've got another article here on China. And this is another one from Business Insider, and it says, the headline is, Investors Plowing Into Gold is a sign of how terrible China's stock markets are right now. 
And the article says investors are plowing into gold, and the price is now up to $1,080 an ounce. This is a surefire sign of how terrified investors are about the state of China's stock markets and the country's growth prospects. Gold is seen as a haven for cash. It doesn't pay a coupon like a bond. It doesn't pay a dividend from a stock. But it does mean you own ounces of a physical precious metal that you can hold on to. A spike in the gold market usually means investors are worried about the state of more, the, uh, of more volatile asset classes like stocks or bonds. Over the past few months, China's dampened growth and wild swings in its equity markets caused major concern for investors. But Monday marked a new wave of worry, judging by the gold price. They're attributing, you know, gold is up $15, $20 an ounce in the last two days. And they are attributing this, they're tracing this back, and there's this coming out of China. Here's another one on China. This is earlier. This is from last week, really. But it was also from Business Insider. And it says the big banks are pulling out of China. Now, that's a very interesting headline. And it says now is the right time for us to sell this investment announced Deutsche Bank's newish CEO, John Cryan, on Monday after the long Christmas weekend when no one was supposed to pay attention. All right. It was so this is over this this is this story starts out really probably about ten days ago. It was how Cryan justified the deal to sell Deutsche Bank's entire twenty percent stake. 19.99% actually, but 19.99% stake in the Huaxi Bank uh, in China to Chinese insurer PICC property and casualty. He couched the deal in terms of executing Deutsche Bank's strategic agenda, boosting capital ratios to prop up the balance sheet. But Deutsche Bank isn't the first Western bank to bail out of banks in China. Now there's a limit. China's law requires you can't Foreign banks can't own more than twenty. Can't own twenty percent is the absolute limit, All right? You can't own twenty-one, twenty-two, thirty, forty, whatever. Um, so these banks, they didn't own a majority interest in Chinese. These foreign banks that we're going to talk about, they didn't own a majority interest in Chinese banks, but they are bailing out. And again, it says Deutsche Bank isn't the first Western bank to bail out of banks in China. Goldman Sachs, so it's Industrial and Commercial Bank of China in 2013. Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, bailed out of its stake in China uh, Construction Bank in a series of deals. BBVA, Spain's second largest bank, has been cutting its stake in Chinese Citic Bank from uh, 15% in 2013 down to 4.7% now, and that remainder appears to be earmarked for sale as well. Other banks are likely to pick up their marbles and go, such as Standard Chartered, with its stake in the Agricultural Bank of China. Now, my point is, as banks emigrate out of China, as Western banks are saying, okay, we're out of here, does that mean those banks see China's contracting economy as a long-term phenomena rather than a temporary anomaly? Are they, are, are the rats leaving the ship? And is there departure evidence that the ship is sinking? If so, which ship is sinking, China's or the global economies? But the fact that the major that major banks are pulling out of China, at least some of them, maybe we've got a trend here. Maybe we've just got a certain 
amount of coincidence, but if we can believe this article, it implies that there's a trend here. It didn't, the, the pulling out of China is evidence. They don't think that the Chinese growth is going to continue. They don't think that China is going to remain profitable, prosperous, um, even stable. And they're just saying, well, that was, that was fun, but we're out of here now. What do you think, Melody? Is China going to hold it together? Well, I think a lot of these banks, too, are also realizing that China's probably not allowing them to have what they thought they could get. You know, China is there to protect them. They probably lured these banks in there, took advantage of them, and, you know, now they, they could also be leaving because, you know, they weren't able to use China as the way they use the United States. And um, so, you know, government didn't allow them to work with uh, uh, them as they perhaps thought they did. And again, you know, they're going to continue to throw good money after, you know, you know, after something that uh, China, as we all know, are having, uh, you know, difficulties. Uh, they're not part of the gang. And uh, so, you know, there could be all sorts of reasons, I think, you know, and they very well could be the rats leaving the ship. And uh, but. You know, they wouldn't be leaving if they weren't making money. You know, so yeah, I agree. Um, That's the point. If they were making money, yeah. they and I think, think yeah. if they're not making money, they're leaving. Yeah, I don't. That's I, the fundamental point. Now we can wonder why aren't they making money? Is it because they don't expect the economy is 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 contracting and they don't expect it to regain its uh, prosperity anytime soon, or is it because, as you pointed out, maybe they thought they could. Once they got their nose into the tent, like any other good camel, they'd be able to get their whole body into the tent. And the Chinese just said, "Uh uh-uh, 20% is as big as you can be. Maybe that was, maybe that's the reason they're leaving. Maybe Maybe the Chinese government is actually defending the Chinese economy with greater determination than we could find in the United States. It's, oh, yeah, fine, you can be as big as you want to be. In fact, you can be too big to fail. I don't see China defending their economy, but I see China defending, you know, their own banks. You know, they're they're just hey, they're a communist nation. They are going to do what they're going to do, and uh, they're not going to be um, bullied into doing anything they don't want to do. I mean, they they do realize they do have some sort of power over a lot of these banks. Uh, with the amount of debt that they hold, they, they get that, the relationship with other countries. And uh, even though their economy might be teetering, even though they their debt is uh, beyond uh, what it should be based on, you know, their, their GDP and so forth. So, you know, but uh, China, I, I don't think, I think people underestimate China. And, I don't think, uh, they, I I think do, they overestimate China. I think China has so many problems, and it's really such a potentially unstable country that China has to be, it has to be a tyranny domestically. Just to control, they have, there may be scores of different cultures and de facto nations within what we call China. And not everybody in China is happy to be there. I was just reading a very fascinating article um, that points out that Tibet, they don't want to be part of China. And we understand that. But they, a major province, Xinjiang, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, they don't want to be part of China. I think Xinjiang is, has a high Muslim population. And Tibet is well, Buddhist, and they want out. Um, 
Um, and China has to hang on to these. And the, uh, fascinating, our discuss the, the geography of China. And the way it works out is China is essentially a very isolated country. You can't attack China from the, from the west. You can't attack it from the north or from the south. The only way you can get at it is from the, from the east, come at it across the coastline. All the money is on the coastline. rest of the country is impoverished. Mm-hmm. Multiple nations, multiple languages, multiple cultures. And China is historically extend, expending all of its energy on holding that coalition, conglomerate, confederation, holding it together no matter what. The implication it's not it's got so much internal problem that it can't really do much on the outside. It's a very strange, very strange situation. It was an interesting article. So my point is that you you're arguing that people underestimate China. I think they overestimate. I think they I think, I, I think they do both. I think I actually think uh, they do both. I think they underestimate to the point where of what China would it could do. And maybe they overestimate in their growth abilities and uh, them trying to keep it together and not recognizing the problems that China does have. So it probably could be a little bit of both, but I don't don't think China... It's not a homogenous country. That's one of the Hmm. things that's made clear in the article that I was reading. The country, about half of it, is owned and operated by the Han Chinese, that culture. About half of it is not. <laughs> and uh, it, it explained, the article explained that it's not just a cultural thing. This is a thing where there are questions of terrain and questions of rainfall, right? Um, where there's plenty of rain, the Han Chinese are there, profitable and uh, prosperous. Well, comparatively prosperous. But the only real money is right on the coastline. And you go 100, 150 miles inside, and all of a sudden, people are just in abject poverty, and there's not going to be a solution to that. And I'm That's just saying, they, they have so those... many internal problems that I don't think they can really, That's they can't they... really engage in foreign aggression. That's, That's, a... That's what they said a lot of those ghost cities were built for, because you do get outside of that wealthy population. You get into the inner part of China, where you have all the, the poverty and everything, and they built these cities to where they would bring in or to make the people believe that China was there going to help them just to keep them at bay. I mean, it is because they were beginning to strike out in China. You know, if they have to keep them, you know, I can't say fat and happy, but they they have to keep them, for lack of a better word, at bay to keep them from um, resisting. That's about the size of it. I I mean, mean, they don't care about them. It's, you know, it's... Not everybody in China is glad to be there. You know, I mean, Pretty and I'm not like just talking it. about people who say, gee, I wish I could move to the United States or Europe. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about people that really despise the government. And they are living in abject poverty. I mean, half the country is living on something like four bucks a day per family. Uh, you know, that is a formula for big trouble. Sooner or later, those people are going to storm the castle with their with their pitchforks and their torches, and they're going to root out Baron Frankenstein. So, Chinese government, they are riding the tiger over there, and it's part of the reason why I suspect 
they might keep the banks at bay and say, you're not getting the, you, we aren't, you're not going to bribe us into giving you more than 20%. We can't afford it. This whole place, we're sitting on the edge of a, we're sitting on a powder keg here. And we do something, we get just a little too far out of line. This thing could blow up in our faces in a way that will kill us and our families and every, and lots of other Chinese besides that. They are, got too much trouble to, allow foreign corruption to influence what's going on. They got enough of their own corruption. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Let's take a break for some more commercials. Melody and I will be back in a moment on financial survival. Please stay tuned. will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Melody Cedars, Drum on Financial Survival. Got an article. Oh, I just ahead. wanted to make this, uh, another point here today. The uh, auto sales figures 
finally came out. They came out, I believe, after the program started. And, of course, the numbers are pretty close to what everybody was uh, expecting. Total sales came out around 17.47 million units, breaking the previous record of 17.35 million from the year 2000. In December alone, Chrysler recorded a 13% year-over-year rise in sales. Nissan reported a 44% gain. Toyota Motors reported a 10% gain. Ford saw an 8% gain. General Motors reported a 5% rise. So, you know, here we are at another industry that is peaking, uh, certainly not to the U.S., corporations, but certainly to foreign corporations. Uh, Here you have an industry that is peaking. Do you really believe 2016 is going to be able to provide these numbers once again? Highly unlikely. And again, here's a market, here's an industry that's peaking. You know what happens once you peak? So... Again, no another sign. Another sign. Like I go seek melody. No peaking. Another sign that this economy and this country is not supporting those numbers that are shown in the markets. And if you're going to get caught up in the drop, stay there. Don't bother protecting your uh, investments. And uh, you'll get to lose the, the the billions of dollars. You'll be part of it of losing those billions and trillions. I shouldn't say billions, but trillions of dollars that will be lost. Well, we live in interesting times, that's for sure. You know, the reason the caller selling all those cars is because they've essentially gone into subprime auto loans. Sure they have. They're, giving, they're essentially giving cars away. away. And people are taking so Yeah, I'll take one Why of those. Why not? At zero interest rate percent, or at least a low interest rate percent on it, the rest of that sort of thing, people are taking the loans. And people who don't qualify though for the loans, who don't really qualify for the loans, are getting loans. At least those reports uh, indicate that's, that's true in a lot of cases. Well, they already tried that with mortgages back in the early 2000s. All right? And it built up, and they had subprime mortgages and really cool. All you could you had liar loans. All you had to do is walk in, tell a bank, "Oh yeah, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year," <laughs> and they'll loan you X number of dollars to buy a new house. It didn't matter if you even had a job; they didn't care. <laughs> Just sign on the line, and we'll give you the money. You go out and build a house or buy a house or whatever, whatever you're going to do. Well, that was when that blew up. And it finally did. That was the that was the spark plug that started the Great Recession. But that was based on lending money in order to stimulate the economy to people who did not qualify to receive the loans. Now, and they're doing the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like somebody playing Russian roulette, <laughs> and they pull the trigger one time. And all it does is graze their skull. You understand? Puts a gouge in their scalp. But they think, okay, I can do this again. You know, what could go wrong? And they're doing it. They did it with 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 mortgages, and it and very nearly collapsed the whole global economy. And now they're back doing it with automobiles. What? You know, there's no problem here. We got it all under control. <clears throat> You look at it and you listen, you hear about it, and you think to yourself, my God, these people 
They Why are shouldn't either they do out of their mind or they are extraordinarily desperate. Why shouldn't they do it again? You had the government who, who you know, who who kept them from from uh, failing. Barely. It's like well, they rushed the guy playing Russian roulette. We got him to the hospital in time. They operated, and he got, he was out in six weeks, and he'll be fully recovered in a couple more years. And he said, "Well, yeah, see, I can play this game. I can." No, this is crazy. You're shooting yourself in the head, fella. You understand? This is dumb. Don't do it again. Don't play this game. No. It, the fact that they're doing it is either evidence that they're insane or that it's evidence that they are extraordinarily desperate. But the whole system is just hanging on by fingernails. And in order to try to stimulate and make something happen in the economy, they're giving cars away to create the illusion that something positive is happening. And it's that illusion, sooner or later, that illusion is a lie. But sooner or later, that lie is going to be exposed. We're going to find out that a bunch of people who have cars can't actually make the payments on the cars. Then you're going to see the price of cars fall, particularly used cars, of course, but... um, Presumably, that'll impact the, the, the legitimate businesses, and they're going to find themselves, oh, now we can't sell cars except at a lower price. There's no easy, but there's no subprime auto loans. No, I don't know. Since it, look was taxpayers, at it, oh since it was taxpayers, they were able to increase the taxes, you know, until we're all bleeding out of our nose. Um, now they'll be able to take it out of all that money in the banks, all those deposits that are there. So when, yeah, just like they did everywhere else. You know, an idea that's been bouncing around in the back of my brain here for a little while, and I think it's probably true. We live in a debt-based, mon- we have a debt-based monetary system. Time was we had an asset-based monetary system. It was based on, it was backed by gold and silver, assets. The modern system is based entirely, is backed entirely by debt, which is not an asset, it's a liability. We have a debt-based monetary system. Logic suggests that in order to run a system that's based on debt, you've got to have people that are willing to go into debt. Got to have more people going into debt, more. Need more debt, more debt, more debt, more debt in order to fuel the debt-based monetary system. In the same sense that if we had an asset-based monetary system, we need more gold. We got to do what we do to get more gold in order to make that system prosper, grow larger, whatever, lend more because we got more gold. We can therefore lend more. We can can stimulate the economy. When you look at it from that perspective, or when I do at least, it begins to cross my mind that if we're going to be in a debt-based monetary system, government's primary business is to create more debt. Now, they want to do it on the basis of, why don't we give you a subprime mortgage and you could go buy a house? <clears throat> and you think, oh boy, I got a house. And the bankers are saying, oh boy, I've got a promise to pay. Your mortgage and or your note are worth more, multiple times more than the house that you're using that, that mortgage and note to purchase. Banks can make more money off your signature on that note than you can off the house. And the whole thing becomes nutty, but they want more debt instruments. And what crosses my mind is this. 
if the public won't respond to government stimulus and say, look, we have zero interest rates, go borrow some money and get a house or get a car or whatever, if the public won't respond, the government in a debt-based monetary system has to replace the public's private debt with national debt. I'm beginning to wonder if the reason that the national debt has doubled during Obama's administration is because the government knows in the midst of an economic problem, a serious recession, maybe a depression, the only way out is more debt, more debt, more debt. If the public is too smart to go deeper into debt itself, then the government says, who needs them? We'll go into debt, put their kids into debt. We'll, take, we'll expand the national debt. This is an idea that's just beginning to brew in the back of my brain, and maybe it's right and maybe it's wrong, but if it is correct, it would be possible to look at the national debt and the growth in the national debt as nothing but another form of quantitative easing. The government, you want to go into debt? Fine. We'll borrow them. I'll just, we'll borrow the money from the Federal Reserve or wherever, and we'll spend it and leave the debt to the taxpayers. Government's not going to pay that debt. One way or another, the taxpayers are going to be indebted in a debt-based monetary system. And if they won't voluntarily go into debt on their own in the private sector, then the government just steps in and says, fine, we'll go into national debt and we'll leave the debt for you and your kids. And you're still going to be indebted and we're still going to stimulate the system. I don't know if that's very clear to anyone other than it's only halfway clear to me, but I'm beginning to see that the national debt is something like quantitative easing. And from that perspective, we can begin to understand why why the Republican Party says, oh, we're fiscally conservative, and we believe in small government limited debt. You can't believe in limited debt in a debt-based monetary system. You might be able to feed that crapola to the American public and get yourself elected. But if you're in a debt-based monetary system, you've got to go deeper into debt. And so, the, and I suspect the leaders of the Republicans and the Democrats, they understand. This is part of the madness that is inherent in the monetary system that we've agreed to accept. And we were all, if I'm correct, we were all derelict, irresponsible, and perhaps dangerously irresponsible. Irresponsible to the point of almost engaging in, again, Uh, Russian roulette, and perhaps even suicide. We have failed to do our duty. We failed to protect this country's monetary system and keep it with gold and silver and assets rather than debt. And we are now coming to a time when that's going to catch up with us. And the only way we can keep hold this house of cards together, more debt, more debt, more debt, more debt, more debt. And if you won't go into a debt, into more debt, you are antisocial. You're an enemy of the state. You won't take out money. You won't take out a, a debt instrument. Sign a debt instrument. Get yourself a house, a car, a new flat screen TV. Trying to live on cash or whatever. Um, bizarre ideas, but they are the kind of ideas that flow from the madness, the essential insanity of treating debt instruments as if they are assets. They're not. They're liabilities. Yeah. Before we ended the program, and we only have a couple more minutes yet, I just wanted to touch on this. Um, we'll have to pick this up 
uh, maybe tomorrow after Wendy Wilson leads the program after the uh, uh, first segment of the program. I almost considered think, almost considered purchasing Smith and Wesson yesterday because I knew Obama was going to come out with his new gun right uh, legislation today, and I figured that the shares on certain stocks would be go up, go up. I didn't do it, but Smith and Wesson was up by eleven percent today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obama's uh, being tagged as the best gun salesman ever. Yep. And it was the most disgusting display when he wept openly today as he was delivering his new executive actions on gun violence. And, um, he, you know, he did his original, you know, typical argument to counter the gun rights, uh, uh, talking about the mass shootings and so forth. Um, uh, it truly is... Uh, um, it's an abomination. 2015, 2015, rather than an A. 2015 had been a record year for, or expected <laughs> to be a record year for for gun sales, and um, See? and but you know what? It's also you know, had House uh, Speaker Paul Ryan. You know he blasted the actions, and he hinted yesterday that the legal challenges, you know, were inevitable. He says, but we still don't know the details of the plan. I mean, so these details are being kept again, um, sort of secretive as far as uh, uh, exactly what they are in details. Uh, And again, just like everything else. Yeah, like the health care and the Patriot Act. Vote for it and then we'll show you what's in it. And even though a lot of his legislation, even with the immigration and so forth, is in courts, he still is going to go ahead and do these types of proposals to try and restrict gun rights. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this all works out. But if 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 recent history is any indication, we aren't going to see more gun control, at least not more significant gun control. There's an article by, in The Economist, which is a publication ultimately coming out of England, if I understand correctly, but it deals with economic issues, and many, many of your listeners know about it. Good publication. They had an article back, I don't know, a year ago, six months um, where they studied gun control. And they pointed out that every time Obama goes out and says we need more gun control, people buy more guns. And what's the net result? There have been less homicides where people are buying more guns. Ironically, unexpectedly, you sell more guns and you wind up with less mm-hmm. gun deaths. The result is, although some of the people in government say, oh, it's a health issue, you damn right it's a health issue. you got to keep a gun. You don't want to get shot. You better keep your guns. When you lose your guns and people know you don't have them, you are far more vulnerable to criminals and vulnerable to government. We're out of time, folks. I want to thank you all for listening. We will be back tomorrow. hope you tune in then. In the meantime, with the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank, the producer. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
host, Jay Shanahan, breaking the stranglehold of the New World Order. And now, Jay Shanahan. All right, folks, good afternoon. I am your host, Jay Shanahan, and this is the Condition Critical Show. You are listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. Go to the American Voice Radio or AmericanVoiceRadio.com, and there you will find a whole whole host of things, and uh, namely, chiefly, you will find the chat link. Get into the chat room. Uh, There's a few people in there at the moment. As uh, you know, you can ask questions and and do that sort of thing. You can also call in. I I often fail to mention that you can call in, but uh, you don't need me to say that. 1-800-932-1980. 1-800-932-1980. Let me continue on. This is my live show for Tuesday, the 5th day of January 2016. It is five minutes past the hour. And again, I'm your host, Jay Shanahan, Condition Critical Show. So... Having said that, let us uh, do this. Go to my website, conditioncriticalshow.com, and there you will find you will find a whole host of things there as well. I write a blog. Uh, I won't say that I haven't been really that active on it lately. I, maybe I haven't. I guess maybe it was the holidays or something. Maybe I ran out of a bit of steam. I don't know. Uh, nevertheless, I have a new article up on there that I think you guys will enjoy. It's uh, titled The Zoo. So please go to my website, conditioncriticalshow.com. Uh, there is the link to that. Secondly, uh, here is the donate link for this network. I encourage you all to do what you can. Go to this link and donate what you can. I would appreciate it. Uh, all the other hosts would as well, and so would Frank. Appreciated it. Uh, I can I can I can only imagine uh, the costs involved uh, and what it takes to run a network. So, uh, okay, got that all out of the way. Hope all that the administrative stuff is out of the way. Uh, I see Clint in the chat room. Is the show live? This this is a live. I am live right now, guys. I, I, it is the Tuesday, the fifth day of January, two thousand sixteen. Uh, six minutes now after the two o'clock hour. Now this is out here on the West Coast. I live in the state of Washington, so you have to adjust. Uh, but you get all that from Frank. So I want to move right along because uh, I have a guest today, and I'm sure you're all aware of John Clark. He used to have a show on this network called America Betrayed, and it was quite a good show. I missed that show. John's very active in, in his activism, if you will. He's very intelligent. He really puts himself out there. Uh, again, I enjoyed his show when it was on. I'm sorry that it's not on any longer, but he comes into the chat room often, and he sent me a link al- along with a few others about a – it's a trailer for it. It's a movie, more or less a documentary movie about the water shortage, if you will, in the state of California. And it was quite well done. I, I really enjoyed it. It was – I forget how long it was, maybe seven or eight or nine minutes. really doesn't matter, but it was very well done. And so we got to talking – John and I over Skype, and he, he asked if he – you know, if I would like to have him on, and I was – Obviously, yeah. I mean, I'm honored, and I'm I'm very new at this as far as like interviewing folks and and so forth. So, I'm just going to go ahead now and bring John on. Frank is going to bring John Clark on now, and we're just going to go ahead and and get on with this thing. So, John, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing well, John. And again, thank you for being on my show, and and everybody knows who you are, I'm sure, um, on this network. And and so, but if they don't, if you care to. You maybe just briefly introduce yourself, and maybe that would be helpful. A lot of people know me courtesy NSA. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, um, 
the, the water crisis uh, um, a while back, about a year ago, I called a friend of mine in uh, California uh, who's originally from Mexico. And uh, I told him that people on the East Coast, uh, meaning, or I live on the East Coast, that they had not a clue of what was going on in California as far as the water crisis. Uh, he said, well, what would you like to do? And I said, well, why don't we do a film about it? I was doing documentary films for many years, primarily on illegal immigration. Uh, I probably did about eight or nine films. So he said, all right, come on, let's do it. He says, I've got my film company, and, uh, and we'll put it together. I have a lot of information about it since he used to work for uh, JPL, Jet Propulsion Labs. And some of the things uh, that I learned when I first went out there from him was just, uh, I mean, I thought I knew quite a bit about it, but uh, uh, one of the things that I found out from him was that uh, the San Andreas Fault uh, covers, uh, if you look at a map, you'll see Mexicali just across the border uh, where the Salton Sea is, the Imperial Valley. Uh, you have Palm Springs, uh, Salton oh, Sea. Yeah, very familiar down. with that area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that sits on the San Andreas Fault. And he said the aquifer is completely gone there. And the last time that they had a, a, a shake in that area, um, they they had geysers coming out of the ground there, uh, mud geysers. Uh, and so with no aquifer, he said the next earthquake on that fault, the whole land is going to sink. And uh, the Sea of Cortez is going to come in and fill that whole valley. Uh, that's the Imperial Valley, whether or not it'll go all the way up to Palm Springs, you know, he didn't say, but... Uh, it was, I, I couldn't believe that, but we went down, uh, we went down there to um, um, start filming. We started filming in Mexico because uh, I found out that about six to seven million Mexicans depend on the Colorado River. I, I didn't realize that, but uh, the ones in northern Mexico uh, depend on this, on this river. And so uh, the Indians. Okay, so so now you're saying that in, in addition to most of the Southwest, depending on the Colorado River, we're also supplying a portion of Mexico. Is that what you're saying? Right. Well, there's an agreement. We're, we're not supplying. It's an agreement that was made uh, w with Mexico that they get the certain allotment, just like uh, Arizona and others. You know, they okay. They get okay. It, well, I wasn't allotment. aware of that either. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So there's about six to seven million Mexicans to depend on. And he says, look, he says, you know, if their water's cut off, where do you think they're going to go? And while they can't go uh, uh, west, uh, the ocean, they can't go east because there's the desert. They're going to go north. So you're talking about a mass uh, influx of more illegals coming up, uh, you know, across the border, uh, which piqued my interest because that was my main interest for many years, the illegal immigration. Mm -hmm. So uh, we went down to, uh, we met with, the, uh, at the governor's office of Baja. We had a government official go with us uh, down to um, uh, this area just north of uh, the Sea of Cortez. And there's actually a uh, creek running from the Sea of Cortez right through the desert there. That's the remnant of what the Sea of Cortez was before. So y you can see that it'll, it'll just flood that whole whole valley. Now, the Chacapal Indians down there own the reservation. They have something like 600,000 acres. They want to build a desalinization plant uh, that will furnish uh, desalinated water to um, uh, not only Mexicali, but Tecate and uh, Tijuana and Rosarita Beach and uh, you know that that area there, okay. But they also wanted to run a, uh, a channel of uh, salt water 
into this uh, Salton Sea, uh, which would flush it out and then bring it back to life the way it was back in the 40s, which at one time it was going to be a, a great uh, source oh, yeah. of paradise. Yeah, it was and, for quite some time. It, it, it was, though, for some time. And it would, it, it would, uh, it would uh, really uh, uh, bring the values up uh, tremendously there. Uh, so, I mean, there's, a, there's telephone poles down there with streets and everything. They were never finished because yeah. the whole thing collapsed. Uh, see, uh, the Salton Sea is just a mud hole uh, down there right now. Oh, it really is. No, I'm, like I say, I'm familiar with it. My brother lived in Palm Springs for years, and I, I used to go down every year. And I'm very familiar with the area. I, mean, I used to go to the Salton Sea and just, you know, kind of look around sightseeing. So I've been all around, you know, I've done the whole loop around the Salton Sea. And you're right in saying that it's a, it's a mud hole. Uh, it was my understanding that it could never be reclaimed because it was never meant to be a sea in the first place, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. Well, it, it could be it could be reclaimed. It just has to be flushed out because of all the contamination and everything. And originally, it was formed because of a break in the in the Colorado River. That's what what formed it. But uh, with the this desal with this salt water coming from the Sea of Cortez, they could recharge it. Uh, they've already done many studies on that. Okay. But after we were finished, uh, and, and the Mexican, while we were down in the Sonoran Desert, where the lower part of the Salton Sea is in, in Mexico, we had our drone up filming, and in the distance I saw a cloud of dust coming, and uh, I couldn't figure out what it was, and as it got closer I saw it was Mexican military uh, with about you know, 10, 12 uh, masked uh, uh, soldiers, uh, heavily armed, and I go, oh, we're you know we're we're in trouble because I know how, uh, I've had dealings with the Mexican military when I was filming uh, uh, drug cartels and stuff, but uh, they rolled right up next to us, and, and was, fortunately we had that government official with us, assistant to the governor of Baja, and uh, he said, no, those are the good guys that are here to protect you, and uh, I, he said they're usually uh, chasing drug smugglers. I said they're probably chasing DEA agents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Um, I don't know if you thought that was funny or not, but so we after that we went up to uh, the San Joaquin Valley and we interviewed a number of uh, um, farmers. Uh, as you well know, San Joaquin Valley is the breadbasket of absolutely uh, the country. Yeah, like uh, everyone uh, does, yeah. Fruits, fruits and vegetables, and so on. And um, some of the things, and I tried to get a congressman to. Uh, uh, give us some information what he had uh, Nunes uh, um, in that area. He's in Vistalia, and I contacted his Washington D.C. office. Now I did some work with, in Congress for many years, and so I still had uh, some contacts in in Congress. And but they wouldn't even uh, talk to us. Wouldn't even respond to us. Okay, so why do you think that is then? I mean, if you're out there actually trying to, you know, bring this to light, you're actually trying to do some good and do some help and and point this out. Uh, and uh, that's in, why do you think it is then that this congressman won't speak with you or give you well, any information? Well, that, that's what, that's what I'll get to. Uh, okay. The Mexican government bent over backwards uh, for us. They, they did everything they could to help us. But now we interviewed the the farmers. Uh, we found out that uh, the land is sinking two feet a year, the San Joaquin Valley, because of the lack of aquifer. Uh, we've heard that they've had to pay $300 a foot to drill down anywhere from 500 to 3,000 feet. And a lot of them can't afford that, so then the conglomerates or the government uh, takes over their uh, uh, property. They're running scared there. They say, you know, they're putting restrictions on us. They're trying to take the water away from us. Hence the title, Water, the New Gold. Uh, they want to have a complete uh, control of all the resources, not only uh, because of the price of it to keep, uh, you know, uh, the, the price up, but also 
to control us because if they can't take our guns away from us, uh, they say, well, what are they going to do with our water? Now, uh, I talked to you earlier about how they all put a trash fish uh, like the Delta smelt uh, that we were talking about in the Sacramento River. Right. They'll say they'll put it on the endangered species list. That's how they gain control of, of the water resources. They did that in Arizona. I know my uh, old uh, co-host, Rattlesnake Ray, had told me about that. That uh, happened in Arizona. Put a trash fish that it was nothing but declared it a... Uh, and here we go with the BLM, which, uh, you know, they're dealing with up in uh, Oregon right now, the Bureau of Land Management. That's one thing I just want to point out real quick, talking about the Bureau of Land Management. According to the Constitution, the federal government cannot own or lease state land. They can only manage it. So they, they, uh, the sheriffs have the right to go in there and remove them as management, but they don't do it because they receive a lot of money from the federal well, government. Well, because they're political appointees as well. well I mean, I think well, that needs to be said but, that most sheriffs, all sheriffs, I would think, are political well, gee, appointees, and they're not going to go against the governor of a state or they're elected. The sheriffs are elected, but the, the main reason is a lot of them receive funding from the federal government for drug eradication. Uh, one sheriff in California received 600000 But I, I'll get into that later. I want to finish uh, yes. uh, what happened in uh, San Joaquin Valley. So uh, after we interviewed, film them, uh, the, these people, we went down to San Diego. I tried to talk to uh, the people at the uh, San Diego Water District. Uh, he says, who are you? And I told him and everything, and he hung up on me. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went to dinner, and um, that night in outside San Diego, and uh, my friend gets a phone call. Now, my friend's uh, uh, cousin is really high up in, in, uh, in Mexico, a government official. And uh, he turned pale, uh, talking on the phone. I go, Jimmy, what's wrong? And he says, I can't talk about it. Next day, when he drove me to the airport to go back home, uh, he said, my people in Mexico got a phone call that if we continue, it would be our families. (laughs) And I said, well, where where do you think that came from? He said, probably the Illuminati. Now, I wasn't even aware that he was aware that there was such a thing as Illuminati, but, you know, this came out. So he was kind of backed off for a while, and but then he said, "Oh, the hell with it. We're gonna we're gonna do it." So uh, we continued, uh, went back, uh, I did some voiceovers for the uh, uh, thing. But here, here's some things that work. Uh, a lot of it is uh, weather manipulation uh, by the government. We have the uh, camp trails, which I'm firmly convinced do exist now. For a long time, I wasn't uh, sure. But I've seen them. Um, I saw the sky filled with them over San Diego uh, down there. Also, I know the harp ray exists. I know what it did here in Florida in 2004 and what it did in in Asia with the uh, uh, earthquake and, and the tsunami that killed 270,000 people. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that was the harp ray at work. Uh, so we have uh, a control now. Why controlling? Uh, they would like to depopulate the earth. They also have uh, control if they cut off the water. Okay, let's take Lake, uh, Lake Mead. Lake Mead right now is down to 1,000, I think, 1,068 feet. Another foot or so, it goes down. They're going to cut off Arizona's water by 30%. Now, everybody's saying, well, El Nino will save us. It's raining out there, but none yeah. of the rivers are flowing. None of the rivers are flowing. Nothing. I just talked to my friend out there. None of the rivers are flowing. None of the streams are flowing. Mm-hmm. It's all gone into the ground. It turns into mud. 
uh, we, we got an interview with the, you saw the, uh, the forest ranger in there, what happens, you know, there's no vegetation to, uh, to stop the animals. Uh, there's no animals. They have nothing to live off of up there. And uh, they do have some so up there, but it's too late because there's no aquifer. It, it, it's uh, okay. It, so is it start- your opinion then that, that, that some of this is by, happening by nature or, or, and at the same time, man-made, I mean, what's the, like the ratio of, uh, well, there's a combination. We know the, the we know the chemtrails. Now, the government says the reason why they have the chemtrails is to deflect uh, the sunlight from the planet, so it doesn't be, have the greenhouse effect. They think that's what happened to Venus, which I think is a bunch of crap. I know the Harp Ray exists, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they've been using that. But why California? Since it is a worldwide problem with with uh, you know the drought. You know, oh, what better? Gone, I'm sorry. But and the same thing with the harp ray. The harp ray is a weapon uh, that they developed here in in Florida in 2004. We had uh, all these hurricanes. All of a sudden, uh, I mean, we haven't had a hurricane since then uh, here in Florida. But uh, a friend of mine called me uh, right after they were happening. He said that the harp ray did it, and I hung up on him. I said, I don't want to hear anything about a ray gun. And he sent me a follow-up email that Nicholas Tesla was uh, originated this uh, uh, process. So I paid some attention to it because I knew Nicholas Tesla's work. And uh, I called a friend of mine in Washington, D.C., and I thought he was going to say, you're a raving lunatic. But instead, he sent me an article that uh, Theodore Roosevelt's granddaughter wrote for his paper 25 years ago about steering hurricanes. So I did a little more research and found out that there's a, a, a charter in the U.N. that it cannot be used as a weapon, uh, but it can be used domestically. Now, I went to a track of all the hurricanes that happened, and three of them had gone over one town, Lake Wales. So to me, that was how they were showing how well they could direct or steer hurricanes. Now, I knew they could increase the intensity. All they have to use is satellite, heat up the water one degree, sure, and you're going to sure. increase the intensity. But being a pilot, you know, that I am, I knew that there was so many variables, you know, to steering a hurricane. I go, whoa, wait a minute, this can't be happening. But that's what happened in 2004. And the same thing, same year, well, look what happened. It can also create earthquakes. It, it vibrates the tectonic plates. So there's a lot of things at work here that uh, that the government, well, it's not our government, you know, uh, I remember I had Ted Gunderson on my show uh, many years ago. Ted used to be head of the FBI office in Los Angeles, and I met mm-hmm. Ted while I worked in D.C., and I asked him one night, I said, Ted, who's who's pulling the strings? Who's behind all this? He said, the Illuminati. They've taken over everything, the FBI, everything. So I had well, guys to like, up- and I don't mean to interrupt, but guys like you and me, and I'm sure people on this network, we understand that. I mean, we, and I can comprehend that, but... You're you're certainly aware of when you say something like that, how that can maybe shut people down. Well, they don't want course, to hear that. Because, you know, they all, well, they consider well, you a conspiracy not when you say something like that. I don't, but I'm just. I mean, you are aware of that. Right? Oh no, so, I, I I know, but I'm not. Okay. It's not going to stop me from saying it. I very mean, good. No, no, very good. People, okay. People don't want to. Uh, uh, you know, they stick their heads in the sand, think it's going to go away. The same thing with nine one one. I was near the sure. Pentagon when that happened. I took pictures. A uh, plane did not hit that building. And I, I tried to talk to, I interviewed the workers removing the debris out of the building. I said, you guys find any evidence of an aircraft? No, sir. 
uh, I said, could you take my camera inside and get some close-up pictures for me? And they said, oh, no way. And I said, why not? They said, a general came out of the Pentagon and starts taking pictures of the crash site. U.S. Marshal grabbed him, cuffed him, and took him away. This is a general in uniform. Wow, yeah. yeah. So, I'm aware of uh, that's Sure. Oh, but now, get back to the water issue. I mean, you're just trying to point out, you know, that that there is this crisis. So how are we going to get people to understand that it's not just man-made, but it's also happening by our government? They're creating these shortages. They're creating these crises, you know, for whatever reason, call it depopulation or a punishment, call it what you will. Well, gaining control of the resources, again, you know, like I said, if you, you can have all the guns you want, but if you don't have any water or food, you know, <laughs> lots of luck. But they're obviously not trying to conserve. They, they're not, the governments, even, in my opinion, certainly in the Palm Springs area, aren't concerned about conserving water. Because you go down there, and those golf courses are lavishly, the greens are green, as you know, and they got, yeah, but, they got fountains, and they got sprinklers, and I mean, they're, they're running water endlessly down there in the desert. Endlessly, right, but, yet the farmers don't have any water. But there are is some that, towns. There are some towns that have no water at all. They have to have bottled water trucked in. Exactly. Uh, you know, but that's the elitist. I know friends of mine that live in Malibu. You know, they have these big uh, uh, mansions. Uh, you know, uh, they started complaining, but there are others that just keep going. You know, some of the movie stars. You know, I, I was just in Malibu a couple months ago, and I go, wow. You know, it doesn't look like much of a. Uh, drought because all these people are have the, the power to do it there and, and Warren Beatty and I mean those people yeah. are worth the billions of dollars and you don't think for a moment that they're going to turn their sprinklers off so you know I just think what you're trying to do is 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 a good thing and I I can't really you know understand why more people can't like get, get a grip on you know what's really going on here and if enough of us just stood up you know and voiced our opinion like you do you're out there you know, doing the Lord's work. I mean, maybe we could turn this thing around. I, I don't know. Well, you know, uh, if that's what I said about, uh, you know, with the militias, if everybody, everybody got behind it, then they would have no chance. But that's why they're so desperate to disarm us, because once they disarm us, it's all over. It is. They have. It's really that simple. Absolutely. It's, and I don't mean to, to talk over you, but it is that simple, folks. And I say it every week on my show. It's that simple. I've written but, articles uh, about it. The other thing that's at work here is a thousand years ago, there was a hundred year drought in that area uh, that nothing could exist out there. This is uh, uh, the California area. That was a thousand years ago. So that's a possibility. Uh, but again, all the evidence that I've seen and a friend of mine, uh, Marlene Curley, who's uh, president of Eagle Forum, she just wrote a book, went very detailed in that. And she uh, agrees with all this about the chemtrails and the heartbreak and everything else that it's uh, weather manipulation uh, for various reasons. And again, you know, China is coming out and saying, we've got you've got to disarm the American people. Now, why would they want us disarmed? OK. Well, they, for obvious they, reasons, they, I mean, they need they need our land. They're taking our land. They're buy, uh, buying up our land. They they need the land to grow their uh, food for the they 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 get over a billion people. Okay, so, so is it your opinion that they have more or less made California as a whole now? Because I thought it was just Southern California, like the desert Southwest. But is, no, is no. California essentially becoming uninhabitable? Is that is it getting to that point it, where it's going to? It would get to that point, yes. Uh, okay, the Sacramento River originates at uh, Shasta Lake, 
And uh, I've seen pictures. We didn't get that far up to uh, uh, Lake Shasta, you know, or Mount Shasta. Well, it's very low. I've been there recently in the last, well, in the last couple of years, John, and it's very, it's, it's unbelievably low. It's, yeah. It's unbelievably low. And, that, and, and that's so, the Sacramento River, which, uh, you know, runs through the Delta, uh, and which uh, supplies uh, a lot of the water. If you, if you saw the preview of our film, you'll see that uh, those pipes going up over the... Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, we're, about to, I don't mean, we're about to go to break, John. I don't want to interrupt, but uh, we are about to go to break, and hopefully you can stick around for, for the okay. second half. Will that be okay? Sure. Okay. So uh, I don't think I missed the cue on the music, and uh, I'll tell you what, guys, stick around, and after the break, uh, we'll be back. So there you go.
have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Welcome back to the second half of the Condition Critical Show. I am your host, Jay Shanahan, and this is the Condition Critical Show. You're listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. Excuse me. Go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. And there you can get into the chat room, a lot of people in there, and having a lively chit-chat and conversation. Uh, It is my live show for Tuesday, the 5th day of January 2016. It is 38 minutes past the hour. And instead of um, reposting uh, some of the links, uh, I won't do that. Let's just get right back to John Clark. He is my guest this afternoon. So, John, if you're there, let's uh, welcome John back on the air. Welcome back. Uh, Okay, there you are, John. I just want to say, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad you're doing a radio show. Uh, Unlike a lot of people who are just out there talking, you actually, uh, you know, get out and do it. So uh, I'm going to thank you for that. Um, Well, thank you. That means a lot to me. It really does. So uh, I know you're uh, out there really hard at work. But, you know, back to the, the water crisis, it, it, I, I would say a lot of it is manufactured. It is a severe problem, and it could get to the point where it would be uninhabitable in that area. Uh, I don't uh, – I, I mean, it's hard to fathom. I mean, I, I grew up in California. I, I grew up mostly in San Francisco well. and in, in Los Angeles, so – uh, I was just out there, uh, uh, well, three times this year, uh, partly doing uh, the film and also uh, see friends in uh, in San Francisco. Uh, but they're they're very upset, uh, especially in San Francisco. But yet they do nothing about it with these politicians like Barbara Boxer and Feinstein and uh, Pelosi. I mean, the lowest forms of life you could. They're you treacherous, could evil people, and you said it right. They're the lowest yeah. forms of life. But I have uh, two qu- two points, two questions really on the the topic of whether or not it's going to be on it or that, that it can become uninhabitable. First, if that's the case, and first off, I think that some parts of it have are almost there now, but if that's the case, I mean, if that's really their goal, what's the point? Then they won't be able to live there either. So, I mean, well, I don't, that's they, sometimes I don't get the correlation is the, their destruction. Well, I mean, they're going to make it uninhabitable for themselves as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, uninhabitable because, uh, well, if they do that, it would get rid of, if they cut off the water, it would get rid of about 78% of the population out there. That's number one. But it also, they could always bring it back by building desalinization plants. Look at okay. Israel and there's other countries. They could, they could bring it back. They'll, they'll do it. I mean, they could do it. So, uh, you know, it, it's... Um, it's really uh, it's really a sad state because California is such a, a beautiful place, and and, they're, and they're, these liberals, uh, communists, they they took over my city, San Francisco, just ruined it. First the, the sodomites, and then uh, now the Chinese, and uh, are these politicians that all should be tried for treason, every single one of them, and what sure. they're doing. I'm sure that goes without but, saying. I hope uh, people will. Uh, we're going to be having our, uh, the preview of this film up on uh, YouTube very uh, shortly. Uh, if people want more information, they could uh, e- email me at uh, ccir at msn dot com. Uh, if they want to purchase the the full film, the full film is almost one hour, 
it has a lot of information in there about a lot of the fish dying and the, and the birds and everything else. We also have uh, somebody who helps save um, uh, Mono Lake. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Mono Lake. I'm not. Uh, but uh, Los Angeles at one time was trying to suck it dry also, uh, just like the Owens Valley. Uh, Owens Valley uh, one time was a, uh, a water source for uh, Los Angeles. Now it's a dry uh, lake bed. And uh, but the people up there stopped them from doing that because that's really a, a, a breeding ground for seagulls. I mean, people may not think much of seagulls, but uh, well, I they're think necessary. Eighty percent of the seagull, while well, they're scavengers, they clean up all the all the garbage everybody leaves behind. But uh, it was getting so low that uh, uh, the coyotes and everything was able to get out to the nest and, and you know oh, get my. the eggs and everything of the, of the seagulls. But they're they're in in the, in the full film. And also, we did capture the Mexican military. We had our drone up filming at the time, and uh, it shows them approaching us. It was, uh, like I said, it was, uh, you know, pretty hairy at, at first, and it turned out, you know, fine. So it's, would it be your opinion that, that the powers that be, the Illuminati, if you will, don't want this information out there that you're, that you're trying to get out there? Well, they they want to have uh, tight control. Uh, I told you that my friend, uh, you know, they got the phone call that it would be our families if we continued. Uh, but also uh, the person working uh, as the liaison with the Indian tribe in, in Mexico uh, started talking to somebody with the Imperial Water District, uh, which covers, you know, Palm Springs in that area. And uh, he wanted me to talk to him. So I talked to him and I advised him I wouldn't talk to this man if I were you. Well, he gave them so much information about what they wanted to do with the Salton Sea, and they threatened him that he was a dead man walking if he didn't break his contract with the Indians, that they, they were going to take over. And uh, my friend uh, got that straightened out, got that squashed. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's almost like the movie Chinatown. I don't know if you saw the movie Chinatown. It's been you know, a while. Yes, Jack, I'm familiar Jack with Nicholson. Jack that, Nicholson. That, was, that, that was Owens Valley. Uh, you know, all all to do with okay. water, and and it still is. So, um, I just hope people wake up and and get behind. Uh, you know, somebody like Alan West. I, this is what I would talk earlier on on Frank's show about Alan West. I, I mentioned Alan West because he was a retired. Uh, uh, military officer. Uh, I know that he was against the illegal immigration. And I've said before, if they're in Congress or the Senate, uh, you know, don't trust them if they've been there for any length of time. Well, he's oh, no yeah. longer in Congress because he wouldn't play the game. Um, but if they either kill you or they uh, discredit you, they marginalize or, you, sure. Yeah. Or like I me, think they, they do that first. I think that really was what they do first. But if that doesn't work, they have no qualms about just killing you. Yeah, well, now, if they, I can, if I can, just quickly here, before we get to the end of the show, because this thought came to mind, when in the trailer that I watched, you, you had these aerial views of these lakes that you had taken by drone, all these beautiful lakes that are obviously, some of them completely diminished, others a lot diminished, right? right. Now, is it possible, I mean, is it possible, my question is, do the uh, removal of dams have anything to do with that? Yeah, the, the, that's uh, preventing the building of uh, the earthen dams. But again, uh, 
people are pretending that that's not a desert. That's all desert out there. You know, Los Angeles is a desert. Uh, okay. uh, Palm Springs is a desert. Las Vegas is a desert. Oh, yeah. That's all desert. And they're, and they're trying to make it look like it's right. not a desert. Right. So uh, at one point, it's going to get really severe. And uh, people moving out of California in droves. There was one area just outside San Diego, uh, a very upscale neighborhood that had their own lake. And the lake was almost... A, a mud hole. There were 25 for sale signs just on one corner. Jeez. Now we went back uh, about two or three months later. Those signs were gone because obviously somebody got to them and said, "Hey, don't do that. You know, you, we won't be able to sell anything." They see this right. mass, uh, uh, you know, uh, desertion out of here. But uh, it, it, it's critical. My friend well, wouldn't even live in San Diego anymore. He's got a place up in the mountains east of uh, San Diego. It's that. Uh, serious. So we need to uh, stop illegal immigration. That's uh, been my main concern for for many years because it's being used to uh, balkanize the uh, the country. It's also also to use to uh, for a a military uh, takeover. I mean, if they can't depend on our military, then they'll create their own. That's why he's bringing in all these Muslims. Absolutely. There's Uh, nothing good uh, that comes of any form of illegal immigration. Nothing. There's absolutely no benefit to this country at all. And the only benefit to the to uh, the only benefit is to the people that allow it to happen, you know, for whatever nefarious reason that they do it. Uh, But now, would you say that overpopulation down in the desert southwest too, like uh, people just being flat out greedy. I've been to Palm Springs, and those people are out of their minds greedy down there. So I know. That, well, you know, not... you have the, yeah, the other thing is, you know, they keep been using the figure of 10 to 12 million illegal aliens for many, many years. We estimate there's closer to 30 million now. Oh, sure. Look at all those illegals that are in California sucking up the water. Uh, you know, that's another problem there. You know, they're paying no taxes. The only taxes they pay are Social Security, and they want the illegals because they keep Social Security afloat so they can keep stealing from it. Sure. And uh, so, um, you know, Trump has got all the right, uh, saying all the right things, but I'm just very cautious. If if he is a shill, if he is uh, the bad guy, then uh, the only way anything is going to happen is for the American people to rise up en masse. It can't be just one group of militia or uh, one group of this. It's got to be everybody. And if you don't, it's going to be very difficult because they have balkanized the country. It's unbelievable, uh, John. I mean, uh, just look at, and I didn't really want to discuss the, this so-called militia, and whatever that it, they want to call it going on down there in, in Oregon. But, I mean, you have people that seemingly should be on the same side against one another, you know. Okay, look, now these guys are up there saying we're in a peaceful uh, condition up here, okay, but yet they're they're sending in uh, armed FBI SWAT teams. Uh, they're probably bringing the military, uh, but yet uh, the blacks and and the Mexicans right. and the Muslims can run amok, burn down cities, rape, Look, rob. It's steal. obvious what they're doing, and and, yeah. and 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 you know they're saying that, and that's how they're labeling these people. They're calling them armed militiamen. They're not just calling them militiamen or protesters. Right. They're they're using the word the word armed, and they do armed. that for a reason. Okay, right. and then some nitwit uh, commentator, and it was a USA Today guy, and actually he's from Salem, Oregon. I don't have his name in front of me here, but he brought up the fact that, uh, you know, where's the National Guard? Where's, uh, like, the SWAT teams and so forth? 
that they, they were that were so willing to be called out during Ferguson and, and what have you. Well, there's a difference between what happened in Ferguson and, you know, in the L.A. riots and something. You had people burning down buildings and overturning cop cars and, and, and killing people. There's a difference. These people down in southern Oregon aren't doing that. Correct? So there is a difference. Exactly. The difference is they're white. <laughs> they're civilized, okay? If I have to say it, sure, they're civilized. Yeah. But, uh you know, and I don't have the article in front of me. And on Thursday, I'll I'll get into it maybe a little bit more because again, I don't have the article, so I can't really you know comment on it. But uh, anyway, I mean, you're right. And like we talked, uh, you know, before the show, John, you seem to be in agreement with me, and I say it on the air, and it may people might get tired of me saying it that we can't talk our way out of this anymore. We can't no. vote our way out of this anymore. So when you mention Trump, and I know you're not endorsing him, and Frank mentions him, and I know Frank's not endorsing him. I mention him. That doesn't mean I'm endorsing him, but it doesn't matter. It he's doesn't matter. One, he's the only one bringing up. He and yes, the, he is. The truth. Okay. But now, at the hey, same he time, could be, he could be using it. He could be sure. a shill for the Democrats. I mean, there, that's a very good possibility because everything he's saying is energizing the left. You know, the illegals are going to be on vote. Illegals have been voting in our elections for years. I mean, the whole sure. election process is 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 screwed beyond a point. Like. Uh, uh, Senator Hagel, ex-Senator Hagel from uh, uh, from uh, Nebraska, mm-hmm. I investigated him many, many years ago. And uh, when he first ran uh, for Senate, he was an unknown. He running against, uh, uh, I can't think of the gentleman right now, but he was the favorite. But yet Hagel won by 80 percent. Then I found out that he was on the board of directors of Diebold. Diebold yeah, the guy's a dirtbag. Uh, makes the voting machines. Now, mm-hmm. He was appointed Secretary of Defense by Obama. He, here he is, a Republican appointed Secretary. That's his reward because who counted the votes? That was uh, Diebold that counted the votes for Obama. It's all rigged. You have no chance doing it the the right way. You, not you just, anymore, John. You're no. not anymore, folks. <laughs> not you, anymore. There's okay. only one way that these people understand. Like I said, uh, what happened in Venezuela many years ago, a million and a half people marched in the streets, but yet they're, they're, they still have a communist government. And I, I told my wife, I said, look, I don't care how many people you have marched in the streets. If you're not armed, forget it. They're not going to pay. They don't care yeah. what you say about them. Yeah, and it's funny how, you know, the commentators, and look, the media for the most, the mainstream media certainly is all left, all communist, all Marxist. It's funny how they're coming out and saying how people should obey the law and that these people aren't obeying the law. And if they think they can just get away with this and they're on and on and on about it. But Hillary Clinton gets to walk. She gets to run for president. And, well, and I mean, it's, it, you know, it's ad nauseum about Hillary, about her criminality. What and I, yet, what I you said don't before, say the same thing about her or like Chuck Hagel or any of these other politicians. Go ahead, John. What, I, what I've said before is that once... Uh, the populace finds that they can vote for people that will give them free stuff. It's all over. And that's all the Democrats are uh, offering them, free stuff, free education, free this, free that. Top, you know, uh, they're uh, become a nation of moochers. And that's exactly what they want. People dependent on the government. That's what they did with the blacks. Uh, Lyndon Johnson. That's unbelievable. Gave, uh, gave... That's basically enslaving yourself. It's, uh, that's all that those people are really doing. But. I guess they're too stupid to figure it out. I guess IQ really does matter. <laughs> yeah, the blacks were uh, offered uh, free money. Uh, here, here's uh, free money. Uh, but wait a minute, there's a stipulation. You can't have a man in the house. Well, that broke down the family uh, unit of the blacks. So that's what we're seeing right sure, now. Right. Uh, that, but they have basic. total control over over that populace. They're going to yeah. go whatever way they the, the government wants them to. So, uh, 
Now, all these moochers, uh, these liberals, uh, uh, they're the enemy. They're the enemy. I mean, uh, you know, they, they've created this. And um, I don't know. It, it's really a sad state of affairs. I, I just wish there was a simple solution, but I, I don't see any. Uh, you know, like I said, the people out in California thinking this El Nino is going to save them. I, I doubt it. I hope so, but I, I doubt it very much. I think it's too far gone. But uh, time will tell. But I hope people uh, will take a look at the, the preview and then order our film. We went to uh, uh, great lengths to really try to put together a good product. Well, and, as, I've, uh, and now, as I mentioned, uh, the, the, the trailer was very well done, very well put together. So before we're almost out of time, why don't you just uh, repeat, if you will, the, you know, your, your information. Uh, and then if you would uh, email it to me as well, and I'll put it on my own website, John, and, and okay. I'll try and get it it's, out there uh, as well. So go ahead. CCIR at MSN.com. That's cool cat in Rome, CCIR at MSN.com. And then uh, take a look at the preview and uh, contact me, and uh, we'll make sure you get a, a copy of the film. I think you'll really uh, find it very interesting. Uh, well, okay, folks. I mean, there you go. And we are getting close to the end. So, you know, contact John, guys. I mean, I watched the trailer, and, and the guy does good work. And to support the guy because, you know, he's out there doing things like, like we all talk about. And, you know, John has been doing it for a lot longer than I have. I'm, I'm actually honored to have him on. I, I'm just really a rookie at this. And uh, so I, I appreciate all the work that you do, John, and, and I appreciate you being on the show today. And I would like to have you back on in the future because you have a, a great depth of knowledge on a whole bunch of subjects. And so if you, yeah, you know, maybe in the future, we'll talk about DB Cooper. Uh, you did mention that. And I'm very interested in that. So I'm going to let you go, John, so I can close out my show. I appreciate you being on okay. the show. Uh, God bless you. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, John. Thanks. Okay. Goodbye. Okay, folks. That was John Clark. Again, he used to have a show on this network called America betrayed. Uh, he's a, he's a really good guy. He does a lot of good work. I hope that you uh, look into this, this documentary film that, that he has put out and, and support the guy. That's what it takes. Uh, you know, we can all, you know, do what we do, but if, if we're, if we don't get supported, if there's no support behind that, then what's the point? Well, there really is no point. And I liken it to uh, called, uh, I call it whispering in the dark. And, you know, that's really sometimes how I feel. I do feel that way sometimes and I'm just whispering in the dark, but I just keep doing it. Uh, and I'm sure all of us that, that do this, you know, feel that same way that we're just out here whispering in the dark. I don't like to feel that way, but it's just human nature, guys. Uh, so please support John Clark and, you know, go to, you know, the, uh, the website or email him and do whatever, you know, you need to do. And I'll get the information to him, put it on my website and I'll talk about it more, uh, on future shows. Uh, having said all that, we are getting close to the end of the show. And I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. I do plan on having another interview. I have another interview lined up. It's pre, it's almost locked in. I have to get back with the gentleman. I, I won't disclose who it is at the moment uh, on Thursday. So please tune in to my uh, to Thursday show day after tomorrow because I plan on having someone else on here. Kind of interesting. Uh, keep an open mind. Uh, that's what this is. That's what this network is is about the American voice. And so just keep an open mind. And I hope that you tune in to that show on Thursday. Uh, and and it, it hasn't left me much time having, uh, you know, John Clark on this afternoon. I did kind of want to talk about the Oregon thing, the, the militia thing going on down there. I did have some comments on that. 
Uh, and I do have some comments on that, I think. Uh, but, you know, I didn't want to come out right away. And it hasn't been right away, I understand that. But I certainly, I didn't want to come out right away with just some, like, knee-jerk response. You know, yeah, we got to support these guys, and yeah, we got to do this or that and the other thing. I wanted to get some more information, and I am doing that. But I, I do have some comments on it. Maybe before uh, Thursday, because I don't think I'll be able to really talk about it on Thursday. I'm not sure if the gentleman I'm going to interview is going to want to discuss that. I'll have to talk about it with him. But if so, then we'll get more into the Oregon thing on Thursday, because it is, look, it is a, it is, it's a national issue, and it's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, just on the surface, these guys are out there talking about, you know, standing up for the Constitution, and that's important to me, and it should be important to all of us. It's certainly not important to the government. They could care, couldn't care less about the Constitution. I've said it again and again and again. Look what Obama j- has just done with his, his henchmen in the Justice Department. He's going to try and ram some more gun control down our throats through executive order. That's illegal. He doesn't care. Yet he comes out and says that he gets it. He comes out and says that I was a constitutional uh, professor and so forth, and I, I, I kind of know what I'm doing. No, you don't. No, you don't. You have no idea what you're doing. You're a scumbag, Mr. President, and you know that. You have to know that you're a scumbag. You are an enemy of the state. Period. You're as much of an enemy of the state as Stalin himself would be if he inserted himself into the presidency. That's all there is to it. And so anybody, anybody that stands up for the Constitution, by the letter of the law or by the letter of the word itself, we should back them. That's all there is to it. So, okay, guys, we're kind of towards the end. Uh, Please tune in on Thursday. Because uh, I think it's going to be a, a very enlightening show. Until then, God bless each and every one of you. I want to thank John Clark for being on. I want to thank uh, Frank for producing the show. God bless each and every one of you, all of you that have been here in the chat room, all of you guys that support me. Uh, and until Thursday. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. plus mailing. You can protect yourself, family, and friends from cell phone danger to your inner ear. $17.95 at TheAmericanVoice.com. That's the superstore at TheAmericanVoice.com. $17.95 plus mailing. Order now.
your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at freezedryguy at lanset.com. That's freezedryguy at l-a-n-s-e-t.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Boys Radio. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. Fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die. Men who mean just what they say. The brave men of the Green Beret. Silver America's best 100 men will test today, but only three when the Green Beret. Everybody, welcome. Wow, time flies, doesn't it? Tuesday already. This is American Voice Radio, Freedom Call, and the problems that uh, voice yesterday that you honestly need to ponder, decide through proper information how you feel, and then make that position known, because this is a time uh, of a, we're either going to take a right or a left. It's like uh, seeing a, being a pilot, you look, and there's a giant airliner, uh, coming right at you. Do you try to climb? Do you try to dive right, left? America's got to make a decision. China owns more of our debt than anyone else. Japan is next. Of course, Japan really needs now, doesn't it, money. 
Well, Japan, uh, as far as we know, hasn't come out uh, and uh, challenged the United States, wanting to uh, draw down their debt. Uh, but China is a little worried because as uh, its biggest debt whore, China is worried about the United States now that we don't have any more borrowing power. We have reached our debt ceiling, as explained weeks ago, months ago, that it's coming, it's coming, well, it's here. Now, Obama says that the answer is in taking it out of senior entitlements. In other words, government retirees. He's saying if you're from the government and you're retired, let's say you are drawing Social Security, uh, let's say that you uh, are a military or FBI or Department of Commerce, I mean, you'd be amazed there's about one in six that works for the federal government. And so he will just start taking it out of your retirement. Now, he has also uh, said that they are getting more than they had anticipated in tax revenue. And that with that and other creative accounting. Now, this gets a little scary when you hear Geithner, the Secretary of Treasury, say that, well, with some creative accounting, uh, we can probably get by until August. That means, basically, uh, the rest of May, June, and July. And then uh, they hit a stone wall. Well, the Democrats say that more taxes, that's the answer. The Republicans say cut spending, that's the answer. Now, very interesting because uh, Obama thinks that the Republicans, having been tested with the 2010 budget, and if it were a Mexican standoff, America blinked, Obama won, the Republicans gave in. And so that was a rehearsal. Now Obama says, and he did just yesterday, that there's no chance that we're not going to lift the debt ceiling. Now, if Congress approves a, and the Democrats are ready to go, the Republicans have even said, well, we will lift the debt ceiling, but we will require for every dollar we lift the debt ceiling, we're going to call require a dollar in spending cuts. So we'll see. Again, we are lined up. We are looking each other in the eye. It's like JFK and Khrushchev. You know, it is, uh, it's like all many of the Westerns that you've seen where there's a shootout. Who is 
is going to be the Huckleberry. Who is going to take a chance? Now, all of the presidential candidates, of course, we know about Obama. Obama says, I know something. I start taking out spending from government entitlements. That means old people, retired people. Uh, that means, you know, from uh, savings and all kinds of, uh, of government involvement where you have invested money like uh, Social Security and Medicare. The Secretary of Treasury, Geithner, has said, we'll just uh, go and we will tap the accounts. I mentioned to you yesterday, and I've done so uh, for years, there is an account for Social Security. If you're working, you are contributing to the account. But the money doesn't go into a sub-account with your name on it. See, that way you could receive, you go online, uh, like uh, military has a website called MyPay. You put in your, uh, your PIN number, and voila, there comes uh, all the uh, financial information for you up to this year. And so uh, Obama says, when and Geithner, the Secretary of Treasury, when they say, we'll just go to the Social Security account and the Medicare account, well, there's an account there, but all the money that is put in every year since the beginning, which was 1934, all the money from the beginning, Congress has just accepted it and then put it in the general fund. And they put an IOU. So it's like a youngster, if you ever work to save something and your parents, uh, teachers, whoever was uh, your mentor said, you know, I want you to have this, but I want you uh, to be part of getting it. I want you to work for it so you'll take good care of it. And you have a piggy bank. And you work hard. And the harder you work, the more you're able to put in that pig. Now, when it comes time to buy the thing of the delight of your eye, you go, you unlock the piggy bank, and let's say there was nothing there but a, a basket full of IOUs from your mentor that said, oh, and you go and say, where's all my money? Well, you see, as you work for it, uh, I just put it in the general fund. I need, I have extra bills, and, you know, we've had fun going to the movies and this kind of stuff. So uh, I've used it for that, but I owe it to you. I'm, I owe it. I'll pay it back. Really, I will. That is precisely what Congress has done to the Social Security Fund and the Medicare, Medicaid Fund. So when Obama and Geithner, I don't know if they're really this dumb or not, 
but it wouldn't surprise me, when they threaten to go to the government entitlement, like Medicare, that's a government entitlement, or Social Security, they're going to find there's no money there. So they can't just tap into it, or they can't steal from it, as if they were taking money, because there's no money. Congress has IOUs there. But what Obama is really betting is that the Republicans are going to cave in. And he's betting that he can do just like he did with the 2010 budget. He can call Republican leadership over to the White House. He can work with these few people, the great president of the United States, and he can get them to be reasonable now. If you don't do this, we can't pay our soldiers. You don't want that to happen. You don't want to be the cause that uh, young military wives and families won't be able to pay their utility bills and the rent. And the Republicans here just a few months ago where they had finally decided they were going to have a budget before the end of the year in September, they passed a budget. They wanted tons of money to be cut. They only, and it was Obama, he said, well, how about I, uh, let's say that I, uh, I cut uh, $32 million. And the Republicans said, no, uh, we'll have to have at least $60 million. How much, what did they do? They settled on $32 million, and they passed the budget for 2010, the Obama budget, even though we have a majority in the House of Representatives and just a very thin minority of Republicans in the Senate. And so what I predict is that uh, we right now have a strong Republican stance. They say, and this you know comes uh, from the Tea Party primarily, because the Tea Party is saying you don't make a stand, you don't cut this outrageous spending. This president has spent more than all the other presidents put together, and he doesn't understand. No. There is no budget. Well, right now, it's just exactly as if you had maxed out all your credit cards and you had nothing in the bank and you had no other savings. You don't have any money. You're broke. That is the United States. Do you understand why China is concerned? And Japan is, is so into dealing uh, with its wounds and much of the Arabian Peninsula is in upheaval. So what is going to happen? Well, what is going to happen is that we have a debt ceiling that will be raised by the Republicans under intimidation of Obama. But it will prove that Obama can leverage the Department of Defense he can leverage the Department of Health and Human Services. 
He can lever the U.S. Treasury, the Federal Reserve. Now, see, he can't allege it. You know what he could do? This is what Kennedy did. It's what Lincoln did. Now, I don't think they're going to do it, but they could print United States notes. I've got some right here. Hear me open my drawer? I got United States notes in here that are 1963, which means that they're Kennedy notes. Now, there is no debt. Do you think there's anything behind the paper money? There's nothing. There's no gold. There's nothing behind paper money. And so if it is a Federal Reserve note that you're looking at, then what that means is the Federal Reserve Reserve note means you have borrowed that, and you must pay the interest, and the interest must be printed, and you've got to pay the interest on the interest. That's called a fiat money system, and so it goes. It's awful. That's the reason that there is no way. It is a mathematical impossibility for America not to go broke under the fiat money system. So other countries have have done this. Now, with the United States note, you print it. It says U.S. note. The Federal Reserve has nothing to do with it. It is the President, the Congress, the Secretary of Treasury, the U.S. Mint. And yet, this becomes currency. And the $5, matter of fact, the only way you identify by uh, general tradition is that uh, the seal on a U.S. note is red. And it'll say, up at the top where normally it says Federal Reserve Note, it will say United States Note. Now, that's one way without borrowing, a legal way. And you can cut. Now, Ron Paul says what we do is we stop foreign aid and we bring the military home. You see, right now we're paying for U.S. military in occupation of 132 countries. And it's billions of dollars in Iraq and in Afghanistan. And we give Pakistan billions of dollars. We give Israel billions of dollars. If we just simply say, friends, the United States uh, is in an embarrassing position right now. We have hit our debt ceiling, and uh, the people are, and we're in a position where uh, we just can't uh, keep uh, printing money through the Federal Reserve System, which means borrowing from uh, people like China who will buy up the debt, people like Japan and people like Germany who buy up the Federal Reserve, our debt, and the Federal Reserve sells it. This is, And the Federal Reserve is no more federal than Fred Smith's Federal Express. And so the Federal Reserve sells the U.S. debt, 
to places like Red China and Japan. And then the Federal Reserve Bank puts this money, this capital that it has made, it is uh, distributed through uh, the money system, and these people all get rich. So what are we going to do? Well, Ron Paul says stop the foreign aid, bring the military home. Would this do it? Yes, it would. Are we going to do that? No, we're not. Why? Well, one, there's 8,400 tons of opiates turned into heroin that's coming out of Afghanistan in this poor, poor country. It provides 93% of the world's heroin, which ends up on the streets in a pure form, million dollars a pound, 8,400 tons last year, 93% of the world's heroin. Now, if we bring the military out of Afghanistan, what happens? Well, we when we actually we didn't have an official military, but we certainly helped the Mujahideen defeat a modern Russian field army. When the Russians withdrew from Afghanistan, all of a sudden Afghanistan started reverting back to its traditional tribal uh, units. It's like counties and cities. Here are all these fiefdoms. Well, uh, we couldn't have that, so we invented the Taliban, which came primarily out of Pakistan. Now, here is a theocracy. You see, Iran is a theocracy. You have an Ahmadinejad. He is the elected president. But really, who runs the country are the imams, the ayatollahs, and the Quran is the Constitution. Be like having the Bible and Billy Graham and the Southern Baptist hierarchy run the government of the United States. And as a matter of fact, that's what the letter was about that was written to Jefferson when he was asked, what kind of government are we going to have? Is there going to be one central church? Because what did we have in England? Well, we had King Henry VIII, who, because he wanted to get a divorce, he fired the Catholic Church. He threw all the cardinals, all the archbishops, all the bishops, all the priests. He said, get out or convert to the Church of England. And if you continue to remain as Catholics, I'll take your head. And so we have the Church of England today. The Queen is head. Now they have an Archbishop of Canterbury who represents the Church, but the royal family rules the Church of England. We call them Anglicans, and over here in America, uh, they're known as Presbyterians. But... Uh, neither here nor there, as we start looking 
at what are we going to do, we see ourselves in a dilemma. So we could stop spending. We could bring the military home. But this means that the defense industry, which makes up a great percent of the lobby that pays the Congress extra money, and who do you think is going to fund Obama's billion-dollar campaign in 2012 that he has advertised uh, so clearly? Now, do you remember Eisenhower? You may not. Uh, If you're old, I was a lieutenant. I was a Republican because Ike was good to like Ike in those days. Ike was the president before JFK. Ike, when he left, it was just like Washington. He had a final message. When Ike left, he left us a final message. It was, watch out for the military-industrial complex. Ike was telling us, the people that make war materials are used to World War II. They are used to Korea. There are There is eight years of solid war. Watch out for them, because to them, war is a business, and business is good. And so that's exactly what we have today. We have uh, $8 billion aircraft carriers. We have fighters that also run close to a billion dollars and other kinds of weaponry. We fired over 200 $2 million smart bombs. That's $400 million just softening up Libya. Obama said that we would take care of uh, the initial part of closing down a no-fly zone. Well, a no-fly zone doesn't mean nobody flies uh, over Libyan airspace. It means, first of all, you blow up and destroy every airfield. Secondly is you blow up and destroy every piece of anti-aircraft artillery. Now, of course, there's a lot of people associated that are innocent with all of these. But that's, you know, that's just called collateral damage. And so we fired these 200 so-called smart bombs, 2 million bucks apiece. And do you think that the company that makes those uh, was a happy company? Of course it was. So if we start cutting back, look at pharmaceuticals, look at, uh, at the absolute runaway graft when it comes to uh, pharmaceuticals and the medical industry. When we come back, we'll talk more about the real 
wounds that America must look to, not tomorrow, but today. Make sure you got something to write with, because you will want to have thought through this issue when you call your elected representatives, but you must call them. They depend upon you. All right, stay with American Voice Radio. We'll be right back.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Guys, we're back with you on Freedom Call through American Voice Radio. And what we're able to do, and I hope you appreciate this, is go in depth, much more so than you're going to get on any of the television networks. Because uh, there's nobody that is uh, paying me to say something like they are Rush Limbaugh and O'Reilly, and everybody else. Now, I noticed uh, last night uh, I turned it on O'Reilly for just a short uh, while because I didn't like uh, what was going on. He had a comedian uh, who is a uh, apparently uh, well-opinionated, well-watched liberal. And uh, that comedian was uh, pushing Riley really hard uh, to uh, just ban and use Fox Network to ban assault weapons. That assault weapons uh, kill police. Assault weapons uh, take the lives of innocent Americans under the Second Amendment. They don't need assault weapons. So just ban assault weapons. He said, do that, O'Reilly. He said, you could use this program. But do you see, if O'Reilly were in a moment of madness, were to say, you know, as I think about it, Obama is right. We need to ban assault rifles. They would fire O'Reilly. It's like the, I'll never forget the night that I was with Ray Breen. Now, maybe you know or don't know he's retired now. But uh, this was about 1982, and uh, this was in Los Angeles. Now, Ray Breen was a uh, talk show host for ABC Radio that went all over the United States. And he briefed me in the beginning. We had about uh, two or three hours uh, I had on the on the talk show answering questions from Ray Breen and from callers. And Ray said, now, Bo, don't ever say where you are. Even if people say, where are you? Because everybody thinks you're right where they're listening to you, San Antonio, uh, Hoboken said we have hundreds of radio stations all over America AM, FM and he said they all think you're coming from their hometown and so this is a network ABC so we're going along pretty good and all of a sudden a caller says Colonel Greitz 
Have you ever heard of the spotlight? Bleat. <laughs> Ray Breen, you know, they have a an, an eight-second delay on networks where he can push the button and it will completely uh, cleanse the air. Everything has a delay of eight seconds on it. And during the next break, I asked Ray, I said, what was that thing about Spotlight? He said, Bo, if I even allowed the word Spotlight to go out over ABC Network, he said, I would be instantly fired. He said, now I have worked for ABC for over 20 years, and I fully intend to retire at ABC. And so I cannot let the word spotlight go out. Well, I had no idea. And this was, again, about 1982. I had zero idea what the spotlight was or is. Well, it's a was now. But later I found out that uh, it was based in Washington, D.C. The spotlight was a national alternative uh, newspaper, and uh, it was a newspaper that focused on conservative, far-right issues. And uh, it was to the point where the liberal media had totally banned even the word. I don't know how you could, uh, well, you probably couldn't. They probably wouldn't accept any kind of, uh, of advertising, you know, for spotlights. Maybe not even searchlights, since that's a close one for spotlight. Anyway, let's, uh, we were talking about America and the debt ceiling and how we are going to be able uh, to get around with the ceiling pressing down on us. And I have said that the Republicans will eventually cave in because Obama will start pulling money. Like he said, we've got no problem. We will take it out of the Social Security and the Medicare funds. Well, there isn't any money there. It means they're going to take it out <laughs> of the money that you would be sent. And as a senior citizen, if I didn't know what I know about Washington District of Criminals, I would be hollering and yelling. And there are a lot of people who I personally know that only source of income is Social Security.
Republicans are going to give in. The point is that the Republicans will give in, and we'll see how much Obama will cut the spending. The Republicans already said that they'll give in, but for every dollar that they raise the debt ceiling, they want to have a dollar and a cut, a direct exchange. Well, it sounds like a a deal, but not for Obama. He's not going to cut the spending. The Democrats say more taxes, and um, certainly we're going to have more taxes, even though... See, remember when Obama said, if you make under $250,000, then you won't have any worry about uh, uh, new taxes? Well, see, we know that's a lie. That's already gone. Anyway, uh, let's take a real quick look. A lot of people in high places are in trouble uh, today. And... uh, One of them is Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, who is uh, the governor. Arnold Schwarzenegger had been governor for 10 years of the great state of California. When he first uh, occupied the governor's mansion, he was uh, womanizing, and I guess uh, he figured he didn't have to go far from home because uh, he had an affair with uh, one of the people on the House staff in the governor's mansion in Sacramento. That person got pregnant. I don't know whether uh, it is uh, was her choice. She refused to get an abortion whether or not it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's ego, whether it is his moral standards, but they uh, had the baby. Friends, that's been 10 years ago. They have kept that a secret until now. Well, last week I announced to you that Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, his wife, Maria Schreiber, We're uh, separating and getting a divorce. But, and we knew that Arnold was a womanizer. There's been more than one affair. But basically, no one thought about a a baby, let alone a young man, uh, 10 years of age. And so now uh, the cat... That sort of is out of the bag. Uh, there was a, a house uh, made that uh, the Terminator uh, slept with and now has a child with. And so uh, now Maria says she is embarrassed, she is hurt, and uh, there is no uh, getting over this one. The IMF chief, I mentioned this yesterday, there's more. Here is a guy who is in charge of probably the world's largest bank. Now, you know, I've described it to you. The uh, 
Federal Reserve Bank in New York City has more gold than any other place on earth that we know of. This is refined gold. And it is in a vault that is 90 feet below the surface of New York City. And it is uh, just almost unestimatable. It's far more than is at Fort Knox, certainly. Then you have the World Bank. The World Bank uh, works through the UN and basically disperses money to third world countries. The IMF is uh, the International Monetary Fund. It's where all the countries pay in that are part of the United Nations. 192 of them. Now, this guy is the chief. His name is Strauss, as in the musician, Khan, as in Genghis <laughs> Khan. And while he has an interesting name, he is in another interesting name as we speak, Rikers. If you've ever watched uh, one of the police shows about New York City, uh, you know about Rikers, because that's where they put just about everybody that is arrested uh, by the city of New York. And this banker may be the richest banker in the world was he's used to, he stays in hotels that cost $3,000 a night. That's where he was at. And a maid comes in to do her uh, duties. He grabs her. He gropes her upper body. He gropes her private uh, places on her body. Twice, she says, that he forced her physically, her mouth to make contact with his privates. And uh, he tried, but did not consummate the act of raping her. Now, you'd think this guy might, uh, with uh, trillions of dollars at his fingertips, you would think maybe... He wouldn't have to rape. And what does this say about his mannerisms? And Strauss-Kahn is not just the head of the International Monetary Fund, but he would be the president of France following the upcoming elections. He is, or he was, the front-runner. Now, in France, they have uh, a fairly loose uh, moral accountability when it comes to adultery, when it comes to sexual matters of all kinds. But in 2002, this same guy uh, raped a woman in France. 
And she didn't report it because her mother, uh, who is a member of the same uh, socialist party that uh, Strauss-Kahn is, advised her daughter not to make the charges. But she has gone forward now in France, and this young lady has picked uh, Strauss-Kahn out of a lineup. The judge has put him in Rikers without bail because this guy is so rich that he could literally, from anywhere, and what he and the way they caught him, he was in an aircraft at JFK Airport, ready to depart. All he needs to do is pick up a phone and probably push a speed dial, and he has a private jet, just like uh, the first lady, to take him anywhere, and any entourage he has, anywhere in the world, at any time. So he had tried to rape this uh, maid at the hotel, and uh, uh, being unsuccessful, he took off. Well, he left his cell phone behind, and so they were able to use the cell phone to determine that he was on an aircraft at JFK by the time the police got to the hotel. And so uh, he was arrested on the aircraft, removed, put in the slammer. She identified him in the lineup and gave other information to the point where the authorities had a search warrant from the judge to look at his person because apparently she bit him or uh, there were other identifying marks uh, below the surface, something that maybe only TSA said, uh, but I'm sure that they don't dare touch the head of the IMF. Anyway, this guy is in a cell by himself at Rikers. He uh, appeared before a judge again today, unshaven, in prison clothes, and the the French were a little disturbed because until someone is determined to be guilty, you don't put them uh, in handcuffs, other restraints. But uh, Strauss was in restraints. That's in America. You know how things are. And so uh, he is in trouble. He could serve 25 years. It doesn't look like we are going with his billions and maybe trillions. It's not in his pocket, but he is has got it available, uh, they aren't going to let him out. Now he has a Bronfman, uh, and Bronfman owns a, a Canadian whiskey in Canada. But the family also has uh, one of the more well-known lawyers who is used to defending uh, headlines. And uh, Strauss-Kahn has Bronfman as his uh, lawyer. But so far, the lawyer uh, hasn't been doing much getting Bronfman free because the United States does not have uh, 
uh, a uh, extradition agreement with France. Would you believe that? I mean, I can understand there would be several countries uh, where, like uh, Peru, doesn't have extradition. But I didn't think about France. You'd think anybody in the EU uh, would all be under EU uh, law and rules, and that would mean extradition uh, to people like the United States. But if he were to come out on bail, here's a private uh, jet immediately, he fleegers off from New York to uh, Paris. I don't know if he's going to win the presidency now. He's certainly getting a lot of free publicity, but and it's U.S. and France. You know how the frogs are. So maybe, uh, do you realize that if you'll go back, I won't bore you with names and a lot of details, but remember the mayor of Washington, D.C.? Here he is caught by the FBI on camera in a prostitute's room snorting cocaine. And do you know that while the FBI crashes in because it's all a sting and they arrest him, he is re-elected <laughs> as mayor of Washington, D.C. So uh, we may know now more about uh, the president. Look at our own president. I mean, if this guy gets to be the president of France, which he's the front runner right now, what happens? <laughs> Uh, two, uh, you got to consider Clinton. I mean, you wouldn't get close to this guy. He was a retrobate. So I guess it's not so bad, you know, considering France and all. Now, the first lady of France has set a record. There has never been a baby born in the first family, like under uh, King or in the royal family, like go back to the 15th century. And she, the first lady of France, uh, is 43 years young. But for having babies, that's actually, uh, you know, pretty, um, pretty far in the term. Anyway, uh, Sarkozy is the president of France. And uh, she is a name, she has a nickname, I think, Bruni Sarkozy. But she is not just pregnant. She is, by anyone in the world, very visibly uh, pregnant. So, But this just came up along with, you know, a lot of these guys that are, uh, you know, you look at the number one man, the prime minister of Italy, and you see, you know, the trouble that, that he is in, and so it's um, it's it's maybe not a good time. And matter of fact, the first lady of Egypt. Now this is uh, Mubarak's wife. They have just released her on uh, probation. You know, when I look at this whole thing, see how it's all going down with Gaddafi, uh, now Mubarak 
it went down faster for him in Egypt. And remember, the guy that they put in was the man the CIA hired in Egypt to run a secret CIA prison. When the CIA says they did not do any torturing, that doesn't mean that their private prisons run by, uh, like the guy that took over from Mubarak, <laughs> is a CIA uh, former employee, employee running a private prison for them where they could, uh, if they wanted to get tougher, because see, once you get to Gitmo, Guantanamo, uh, then you're sort of you know under glass uh, where uh, maybe they can waterboard you a uh, time or two. But if you're in Egypt, friends, in a prison, uh, they do anything that they want to. And, hey, uh, that's how they say they got information on uh, uh, Osama bin Laden. So time will tell. My job was getting information. Uh, I have uh, made confessions good for the soul. I have used uh, termination with extreme prejudice. I didn't like it. It was something that had to be done in order for what I was told uh, was the top issue at the highest level. Now, in interrogating prisoners, I've tried all the different ways. And I can tell you, as a person who's made mistakes, that do you know you get a lot more from someone when they think, uh-oh, I'm in the hands of special forces. I expect all this awful stuff to happen. And... It doesn't. You just stay on the razor's edge with it. And uh, a lot more information that way. So I would pretend to give advice to the CIA. But I would like for you to give advice to your one congressman and your two senators. Let them know what you want them to do concerning our inability uh, to breathe now that we have made contact with the debt ceiling. All right, stay where you are with American Voice Radio. As far as I know, God willing, I'll be with you tomorrow. We'll clear this first. One hundred men will test today, but only three win the Green Beret. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. 
Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Don't make the aspirin mistake. Aspirin was discovered by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.